0: I said all of that and my microphone was muted so you know what we're gonna do I start this damn thing over again you can't stop me I can do it it's my show I'll do what I want so here we go let's start it over Hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to episode 154 of RPG Digest. Look, the microphone is on this time. You can hear me. Let's get Piglet off the screen. We'll come back to that in a second. In <laughs> segment one, we read through a tabletop RPG to introduce it to you, and oftentimes to ourselves as well. In segment two, we provide higher level overviews and fundamentals, and even the occasional how to of system settings and game mechanics. I am pro streamer John Maxley Auschlow, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge, and I'm all alone today. That is right. All alone. Heathen dog abandoned me. Apparently, he had a change of plans. I think it's just because he didn't study for his test. I mean, his uh, segment today. And he's like, oh, oh, oh I, need, I need something to think about. <laughs> need more time. I need more time. No. But uh, yeah, now we'll get that off the screen. There we go. There's the piglet image. For those who know, you know. <laughs> so thanks to, was it? I think it's uh, the curator. Is that who it was on uh, Basic Experts Gilded server? he made that so yeah again those who know know so get going on well let me first you know what let me just jump into the thank you then then we can talk uh, about other stuff so thank you all you wonderful people who support us monetarily your gracious donations help us provide giveaways mostly on the friday night chill stream although i do have a pretty big announcement about giveaways in just a moment Produce more content and generally give back to Legion Myth community as a whole. We have just over forty six hundred YouTube subscribers, and I've got to thank Diversity and Dragons and uh, the recent controversy with uh, I forget the dude's name already. Uh, anyway, uh, as far as uh, elevating us, we got about thirty percent higher a sub rate this uh, the last couple of weeks. Actually, it's about sixty percent higher over the last week. Subrate. So, hey, that's awesome. So, I, I appreciate uh, everybody who decided to throw me out there and have people take a look. And you know what? If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Because we are thankful for each and every one of you. And of course, check the description below for links to various Legionist sites, social media, Discord, merch, etc. I just read a comment. Let me get that. I just read a comment. Why isn't my camera on? Oh, my camera's not. Everything is malfunctioning right now. My camera is open. What's going
1: on? All right.
0: Uh, there we go. Ha-ha! It's a great day today. It's a great day. <laughs> now you know how things go in Heathen Dog's not here. He's actually the one behind the scenes that makes everything work. Crafting Gamer gifted a membership to Elle of all people. <laughs> That's cool. There you go, Elle. You got yourself a membership. Now you can see those super secret uh, live streams that you missed in the past. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Max's face broke the camera. There you go i saw malachi on uh the basic expert show of the week and gig yesterday that was pretty cool. piglet max should be a riffs character says this hey man i like tigger ti double gear <laughs> Bring break back piglet no um anyway, look well, thank you uh, crafting gamer for uh for that gifted membership to l i think i'm I'm kind of kind of scared of that one, but uh, we'll move on here. No, it's kind of funny. I've got comments open for segment three and uh, it's, it's hilarious. And I'm not going to get political on here. This is RPG Digest. We don't do that. But uh, it's like somebody just uh, typed in here. Oh, I'm not going to curse. Heck, I forgot that this was a right wing gaming channel. You guys not realize that uh, Heathen Dog's not right wing, <laughs> not right wing at all. That's how far gone some of these people are, that they see Heathenog. Dog and I have had some knockdown-dragout discussions in the past over politics, like uh, almost unfriendly ones, because you know, I am openly right-wing. He is not. Although in today's world, he's considered right-wing. It's crazy. So uh, yeah, we're getting some of those because of the weirdo that, uh, you know, that decided to come after my channel. But let's talk about some more fun stuff. Uh, first one, astute viewers... I usually get comments like this like two weeks after the fact, but astute viewers might see that my bookshelves, uh, well, actually, I'm kind of of sitting in front of all the holes right now, uh, are a little emptier. Now, why is that? I've decided to go through my games and find out which ones that I just have zero interest in ever looking at. Now, what does that mean? Not only does it mean I have no intention of ever running or playing them, but they also have no... I can't use them as a, re- I, or I just won't. I have just no reason to use them as a resource for anything. I'm not going to use them for ideas for the game I'm writing. I'm not going to use them for ideas for adventures I make. I'm not going to use them for ideas for characters I do. like there, There's just nothing about the game that I need to have taking up space back there. And so I have a bunch of games sitting over on my unboxing desk. Now, this could change. I could be like, you know what? Maybe I will hold on to that one. So, that, so my wife gave me the suggestion of like, just let them sit over there. And if, you know, you find that you don't use them or look at them or think about them for a few weeks, then then it's probably a good idea to get rid of them. And what I'll do in that case is I think I'm going to turn them into a giveaway. Yeah, they're used. They're absolutely used uh, books. I mean, some of them you wouldn't know that they were used. Like my Dungeons & Dragons 4th edition, I pulled that out of the sleeve. I started reading it back in whatever year it came out. I was in Illinois, so I'm guessing around 2008-ish. Uh I put it back in the sleeve and I don't think I've ever taken it out of its slipcase since then. So you know, other ones have been used a lot more. But uh right now the list contains uh Dungeons and Dragons 4th edition, various D third edition stuff, 5e players handbook and Xanathars, Paranoia, the Mongoose version, Free League's Vasin, uh Dungeon World godsend agenda star trek adventures the entire innomine set i don't know if i have literally every single book for it but i have a bunch of books for it i think i do though uh the star wars d20 revised war gods of egyptus and a song of ice and fire is what's currently pulled off of my shelf right now that list could change some of those could go back onto the shelf some of those might be i might add to that so as of right now, uh, I, I haven't decided exactly what I'm gonna do, but the, the goal is, I think, is to have a, a giveaway at some point, probably next year, maybe around Christmas time, but probably next year uh, is my guess. That'll give me enough time to really think about do I want to get rid of them or not, because there's something about having those books that just makes me feel like you know Scrooge McDuck that I can swim in them and and feel good, but ultimately, yeah, making some room, uh, making room for some Palladium books. Yeah, that's partially true. I'm not going to lie. That's partially true. Uh, I also have, like, for example, Vason. I like the year zero engine. We're covering Coriolis right now. I like the year, but it's just not my type of game. I'm, I wouldn't do anything with it. And I bought Vason to support Free League. I don't need to do stuff like that anymore. So uh I, I would rather that go to somebody who would like it. Now, that one I might just, I'll talk to Heathen Dog about and see if he wants it because he's a Call of Cthulhu guy. In fact, his next. Video is going to next when he comes back. He's going to be talking about Call of Cthulhu, so that might be something that that he's actually interested in. But I want those. I want them to go to people who are truly interested in them. You know, people who actually want to run it or utilize the information.
1: Um. What else?
0: What else? Oh, um. I'll get to that announcement. Uh. What. I want to thank again Diversity and Dragons for having me on Wednesday. Because of being on his show, like almost instantly, I gained like 20 subscribers. We'll see if they hang out for the long term, uh, but uh, that was cool. Diversity—it was a really fun time being on his show. And you know, well, he and I don't overlap too much. He doesn't watch all of my videos. I don't watch all of his videos. In community terms and respect for what each of us do, uh, there's definitely a mutual respect for what we do there. So if you haven't subscribed to Diversity and Dragons, go ahead and check them out. Of course, tell him Legion mis sent you and uh, you, know, you know how that is uh let's see what do i want to do next nope we're gonna save that for last one of the things i do want to bring up uh i've had a few conver- uh, a few uh messages behind the scenes but also one that was posted publicly and i actually respect the public ones more than i do behind the scenes because of what it is kind of talking about ooh, you know what things are getting a little weird with you on uh, on not the friday night chill stream what's it called the the rando live stream Really, they're not. <laughs> no, there's a difference. There's an intentional difference. Most of you know this, but for the, those who don't, for the new folks that might be watching, there is an intentional difference between some random RPG live stream and RPG Digest. RPG Digest is gaming oriented. Yes, if you go look at some older videos before 2023, we did have segment two rants. Yes, not getting rid of those. I don't do that. I may move them at some point, but I'm not going to get rid of them. In 2023, because of the Friday Night Chill stream, I made the conscious decision to say, we don't need to rant at all on RPG Digest. Let's just get rid of that completely and then have uh, the Friday Night Chill stream, now the, some rando RPG live stream, be the rant stream. Or the chaos stream, or whatever you want to call it. You know, We'll do that. And that's the way it is. So, if you're here for max rants, you're probably not going to get that on RPG Digest. And there are a bunch of you who are here for the rants. I know this because you tell me this. At the same time, there are people like, oh, my God, can you just shut up and just talk about games? Okay, that's RPG Digest. (laughs) There you go. There is a a distinct difference. Now, I am trying to add a little more gaming related focus to the uh, to the um, rando stream, but that doesn't mean it isn't going to go off track. I had 13 game systems ready to go to talk about how to roll dice in them on Friday. And I got through four of them and I had to force one or two of them I'm like, no, I'm going to talk about one, more. you know, and it's just, just the nature of what it does. That's that's some dudes chilling around the table just to, or, you know, sitting on the couch, just chilling. And that's how it's going to go. That's how the Friday stream is going to go. This stream is more formatted. They are literally two different concepts. So if you like one, if you like them both, there you go. If you don't like either of them, well, that's fine. So it's because you talked about Star Trek. Well, that's fine. It absolutely can go in that direction. Uh, we're allowed to talk about Star Trek. No? Yeah, Friday nights, Max's Chaos Earth. So, yeah. I, again, we have a little something. We hope to have a little something for everyone. So. Uh, the rants are good, but vibrator jokes are priceless. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. So, and then finally, two weeks from today. We hope to have uh, a couple of special guests again. And since I said a couple, and again, you probably know who they are. We're still working out the details, but it looks like Kevin and Sean want to, for whatever reason, come back and talk to us again. (laughs) So, if you like Palladium Books, uh, we're looking at two weeks. So, get your questions, get your comments, get uh, get your ideas that you want us to bring up to them. Ready to go. And we'll bring them up. Now they won't tell me what they're coming to talk about, other than to say that it's an announcement of some sort. I don't know what it is, so I can't put a nice graphic out there, being like, "Look at this," because they won't tell me. Which is fine. So that means it's going to be a surprise to us as well. Whatever they're they're announcing, uh, yeah. uh, Hopefully, now uh, my understanding is it's possibly going to be announced the day prior, or maybe even Friday. I'm not sure. So you know we'll we'll have a day or two. Maybe I can get some graphics fixed then. But we'll see about that. I, I again, everything's up in the air. They might not even be here that day because things might get pushed back a little bit. Uh, we haven't guaranteed anything. But the plan is the seventeenth of September. Sean and Kevin are coming back to talk to us about some sort of announcement. So there we go. Yes, Kevin a masochist, right? So seriously though, th- those uh. Uh, we got a little rumble chat there, I'll say hello back. And then, uh... So go ahead and join, if you're not part of the Discord, go ahead and join the Discord, go and in the one of the suggestion forums, specifically the RPG Digest suggestion channel, and write your questions, comments, concerns, and so forth, be respectful. Uh, they are not afraid of taking the heat. But we're going to be respectful at the same time, and please, I please say something like, "Hey, this question's for Kevin or Sean," because what I do is I actually put into uh, or when I search, I search for Kevin, Sean, Palladium, things like that. So makes it easier in case your question gets buried. Legion of Shame. <laughs> okay. Legion of Shame. Ah, uh, yes, we we provide lots of shame. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, do, 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 do. anything else? Let's see. I talked about uh, possible giveaway. You know, maybe around Christmas time or next year of, of my used stuff. That's right. It's gonna be used to, I'll be open about that. I'm not. I'm not gonna act like. And if people really feel the need to, I can put a condition. You know, this is in high con- quality condition. This is in horrible condition. Um, no, I don't think I'm getting rid of anything. that's in horrible condition. Trying so I think probably my in Nomine books are in the worst condition, but that's because I've had them since the nineties and they've traveled with me all over the world, but I, I don't think they're in bad condition, but that's kind of the thing. I don't use them. That's why I'm thinking about getting rid of them. Right. I uh, talked about the difference between RPG digest and some random live stream. I thank diversity and dragons again. And I've mentioned that Kevin and Sean are planning on coming back. So let's look forward to that again. Seriously, please. Without your questions, it's going to be a really boring stream because I've already talked to Kevin and Sean about the things that I want to talk to Kevin and Sean about. So by all means, put your uh, put your questions, comments, concerns on our Discord so that you know, I can ask them for you. Oh. All right. That's multiple tithes. It's Sunday. Have you tithed today? <laughs> there you go. And I am fine. I am doing well. Thank you very much. Okay. I don't really have anything else to talk about. I think we start getting into our primary topics for today. What you guys think about that? On this supposedly right. Well, today it is technically a right-wing podcast because Heath and Dog isn't here to balance it out. So we're we're swinging. Actually, that's my left. But uh, I don't think I need this anymore. Yep, close that out. Slide that over, give my Coriolis book. Oh, where'd my stream go? Stream back. Now, it's going to be hard to uh, keep up with chat because uh, it's going to be way over there on that side of the screen, and I'm going to be
1: paying attention to my book, but figure it out. Let's see. It's up over here. do Boom. Oh. Right.
0: Okay, for segment one today, we are going to talk about the heavy, heavy, heavy subject of combat in Coriolis. Now, most of this is going to be ground combat. Uh, Space combat will be next week, but it will set the tone for how combat works in Coriolis, the third horizon RPG. Now, I have a video out there that actually walks through five or six rounds of combat in Coriolis i watched it last night and that video is horrible i have disclaimers like every seven seconds uh you know heathendog didn't i mean heathendog interrupted where interruptions needed to be made so it's not his fault but there are so many things that for whatever reason i was feeling defensive about or something i don't know but uh that video could have been a good half hour shorter and still have almost been too long so yeah i'm not going to redo at least not anytime soon because i think that The information is good. You just got to suffer through a whole bunch of side commentary with it. So check that out, though, because it's six rounds of combat. It talks about everything that happens round per round, how grenades work. I mean, we're going to talk about that today. But what I mean is it actually shows grenades in action. It shows uh, praying to the icons in action. It shows how critical damage in action works, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's literally step by step combat. You can check that out if you can suffer through an hour and a half of of 30 minute content. You know, so, but today we are going to look at the book. We are going to cover the rules and we'll get to that in just a moment. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. Join us Thursday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv legionofmyth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, or check out the Friday Night Show stream where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Please like this video and leave a comment to appease the algorithm gods. Share this video on your favorite social media platforms to help us peer out of the shadows cast over us. And if you have not done so already please subscribe to legion myth for more tabletop rpg goodness boom there we go there's our coriolis book check that out all right so we're gonna be talking today about combat so let's go see where that is combat is chapter five and yes we'll probably cover in the second segment uh weapons and equipment as well Next week is going to be spaceships and star travel. And that might be by itself. Why? Because look at that. That's a lot of pages. Plus, that includes star uh, spaceships and star travel and also space combat, all kind of wrapped into one. So we'll have to figure that out. But that'll be next week. So let's go to page 80, which I'm guessing is like 84, 85, somewhere around there. Go back. Go back. There we go. Combat. And we'll
1: zoom in and let's start reading. So, turns and initiative.
0: Like most tabletop role-playing games. Let's zoom in on that. Just a little more for the people who like to watch. Those weirdos who watch on phones. I don't get that. Uh, (laughs) Combat begins when you attack an enemy. When an enemy attacks you. Begin by determining your initiative score. Roll for initiative before testing any skills. There we go. I mean, that's pretty common in most games, right? All participants... In a fight, willing or unwilling, roll one die each. The result of each die is the initiative score for that person. Now, you're like, what's the die? Is it D6, D10, D12? Well, everything in this game is a D6. So there you go. Just roll a D6. And there are lots of modifiers. This, this game, will probably talk more about that when we get into equipment, but it has lots of modifiers to initiative based on the equipment that you're using. Now, leave the dice showing your individual scores on the table during the fight. Now, uh, where would I move them? Hey, where are I move them? Uh-oh. Oh. So I think I showed it off last week, but I do have the Coriolis dice. They're really hard to read because why not? Uh, I only have nine of them. I think I'm supposed to have ten, but I only have nine. It's really weird. I think I lost one. So I roll my initiative. I got myself, oh, yay, a one. I got a one on initiative, which means I'm going last. The GM rolls for NPCs. The score of the combatants establish a term, turn order where a higher score goes before a lower one. There you go. In case of a tie, let chance decide. Roll another die, no modifiers. Uh, there are different ways of doing that. Some people do agility first. Uh, some people, like me, just say it happens simultaneously. Now, in the turn order, in terms of like, okay, you go and then you go, uh, I'll have like the results take place simultaneously, but obviously you have one player go before the other, and then we just figure it out. I always let, on. in case it ties, I always let the PCs go before my NPCs unless I spend a darkness point to go first. When all participants in the fight have acted, the turn is over and another begins. Initiative rolls are only made for the first turn of combat. You will keep your original initiative roll for the whole fight. There you go. You roll and you keep it. You're done. You're there. But there are ways to change that throughout the fight. And we'll talk about that a little later. All right. Turn of combat in the game is approximately 10 to 20 seconds long. Now, I like that. I like that because it gives you uh, the ability to actually perform some things, give some orders, but also doesn't lock you in that it's exactly five seconds. One, one thousand, two, one thousand. No, it's whatever makes sense for what's happening at that time. In fact, I've shortened uh, I've shortened them down to five seconds when that was necessary to do, because everybody was acting, you know, as that scrum in the chaos of combat. But 10 to 20 seconds is uh, we'll say the average. Just keep the game moving appropriately, and if any player sits here and be like, I can do more than that in 20 seconds, well, your shit's done. Move on. NPC groups for groups of NPCs sharing the same game stats, the GM can choose to make a single initiative roll for them all. Uh, how I tend to do it for the free league games is I roll, it depends on the type of NPC it is, is I will roll for, you know, we'll call it the mooks, I'll roll for the lieutenants, and I'll roll for the big bad If you want, if I have all that in there. I usually don't have all that one time, but that's how I'll do it. Unless these are like elite soldiers and these are oh my god civilians or something, I'll just roll one initiative for them all and and do it uh, at that time. It's a little differently than how I do D but that's just it feels more appropriate for this game in me, you know, for me. You'll never re-roll your initiative score during a fight, but you can raise your score in a number of ways. A surprise attack gives you plus two to your initiative score. Surprise attack, you might remember this from the year zero. I'm uh, uh, sorry, year zero is ambush and surprise is the best way to set up a fight. (laughs) Otherwise, things can go south in a hurry. The Talent Combat Veteran lets you make your initiative roll two dice instead of one, and you choose the best result. In fact, you can double that with another one and roll three dice. Does it tell it here? No, it doesn't. But you can actually have up to three dice to roll and pick uh, the best one. You can use actions to maneuver into a better position, raising your initiative score skill tests that you pass remarkably well can raise your initiative score and weapons and this is the big one weapons can give you an issue bonus but only a temporary one to gain the bonus you must attack with the weapon in question so you can't be like well i'm carrying a a, a vulcan carbine is that, or a or vulcan cricket i should get my plus two like no you actually have to shoot it in order to get the plus two to your initiative all right lowering your initiative when it's your turn to act in the turn order you can instead of taking an action lower your initiative score to any number below your current score this has the effect of allowing you to simply wait to see how things unfold this is standard holding your action when your new score is up you can choose if you wish to act or to keep waiting lowering your score further your new score is then in effect for the rest of the fight you cannot return to your original higher initiative score so once you choose lower one you are at that number and some bonus effects for successful attacks allow you to lower an enemy's initiative score. That is true. I don't know if we're going to get into exact actual examples of that. Uh, yeah, no Heathen Dog today, sorry. Yep, Heathen Dog decided to bail on me. No, he had a last-minute change of plans that he couldn't uh, control, so... Uh, yeah, so it's just me today. Just me. You get three action points. Now you're going to notice that that's a little different than how the previous games and actually when we cover forbidden lands how they work normally before you had a slow action and a fast action i think it was called an action and maneuver however you want to call it but here you have three action points to spend per round a slow action will cost all three action points a normal action will cost two action points and a fast action will cost one action and free actions are just that free costing zero action points uh, in a turn, you can perform three fast actions: one normal and one fast, or one slow action. Of course, you know. I did, guess I didn't have to read that. That's uh, that's simple math. You should be able to figure that out. So let's look at what some of these are. Slow action: firing an aim shot. You're taking a moment to aim and actually get a better shot. And I forget it's either a plus one or a plus two modifier. Remember, modifiers are the amount of dice you roll. It's either plus one or plus two. Firing full auto. Interesting thing about firing full auto is you basically fire. And keep firing, and keep firing until you roll a 1. And then you're out of ammo. Administering first aid, and again, I think we're going to get to that in a moment. Administering first aid. I, a lot of times, actually say it takes more than one turn to do this, but it depends on what you're doing for first aid. Tinkering with a gadget, activating a mystical power. That's right, this game does have magic. Normal actions, attacking, close combat, basically your melee combat, firing a normal shot, reloading a weapon, ramming with a vehicle, and I can't remember if we talk about that at the end of today or at the beginning of next week, but we will talk about that at some point here. And then fast actions, sprinting a short distance, typically 10 meters, taking cover, hitting the ground, getting up off the ground, and you can read the rest of these as I scroll slowly. So we're going to move on to free actions. Free actions, really no action at all using your armor against an attack that's more of a reaction that's just certain games you know pathfinder does this nonsense too focus on that word action too much I, I feel using your armor against an attack that's just naturally there that wouldn't ever take an action i don't even like the idea that it's counted as a free action it's just there it just happens but because people get really pedantic about game terms and so forth it's like oh, using armor against attack is a free action whatever defending in an opposed role now this one's a little more important because you're actually taking time to parry or dive to the ground or get out of the way whatever so that is actually something that you're actively doing but that's a free action you always get to defend against something and a quick shout to a comrade so you can shoot you can walk and chew gum at, gun at the same time so to speak Push it up here nope. nope okay so and you can see the actions there how many action points it takes There was something i was looking for but i guess it's there. Zoom out for just a moment. Reactions. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about reactions now. Okay. Let me look at chat and see what's going on in chat. See if there's anything I need to highlight or come back to. Uh, yeah. Nah. If you keep spamming, I will ban you. That's the only reason I ban people. You can say what you want, but uh, you spam, I'm going to get your ass banned. Uh, hey. Good to see you, Mr. Max. Uh, see, questions. Gross. <laughs> See, I, I like the pages. I know some people don't. I actually like the pages, even when it's, uh... I don't know. I like the black pages. It works for me. I know Heathen Dog is one of those that's like you. He can't stand that. Actually, no. His issue's in a book. He hates the black pages in a book. Like, for me, I, it doesn't bother me at all. But uh, he hates it in a book. But for the PDF, I do everything in mode. Looks like... Uh, bring this, uh, Flady. Go ahead and bring that up. Post that on the Discord if if you're there, or find a way of sending me that so that I can ask. There sure. you go. And I think I've caught everything else. Uh, so let's. Initiative. I think it's odd. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. In that case, ties to give the PCs the initiative unless you use the darkness option. Why go there? Um, because I can use darkness points to change my initiative. So if I've lost initiative, I can actually use a darkness point to go before somebody. So I kind of treat that the same thing. It's my little boost to the players to say, hey, we tied. And I and I say that uh, players go before NPCs. So that way, uh, so, so imagine this. You rolled a, a five in your initiative. I rolled a three. I spend a darkness point to go before you. I can do that with with my NPCs. Well, since I say that PCs go before NPCs, if we both rolled fours, well, that would mean you go first. Unless I spend a darkness point, now I go first. That's why I do it that way.
1: Just keeps the rule consistent. All right.
0: No, 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 okay. We talked about that last week. At least I think we did no they don't have light but pcs can push rolls and we'll talk about that in this chapter i and pcs cannot push rolls without spending a darkness point pcs can so there are certain things that pc you have uh opportunities to do that uh that i don't unless i spend those points and really the only it's not even really a rules modification it just says that uh that the um That the darkness point, that the tie, instead of just re-rolling the tie, again, I just blanket that PCs go before NPCs. So that allows me to use a darkness point as I would in any other situation. So hopefully that makes sense. Now, NPCs can push rolls too, but you have to spend a darkness point to do it. And I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that here. All right. So, uh, where are we... Generally, all your actions must be made at your initiative scores placed in the turn order, but there are exceptions to this. These exceptions are called reactions. There are three. Defending in close combat, attacks of opportunity, which after third edition, that makes, you know, I cringe when I see that, <laughs> an overwatch fire, which in a way is kind of its own type of attack of opportunity. So how these reactions work are described below under close combat and ranged combat, respectively. Or to perform a reaction, you still need to spend the action points. Now, that is the thing about reaction. If you watch that video that I made uh, where I do the example combat, that happens a couple of times where I took an overwatch position and then couldn't utilize it because I'd already spent my action points. And I did that intentionally to show how that works. So... You still have to have the action points. So if you go first, so let's say you rolled a 2, but because you had Overwatch and you were ready to go, you get to take your action before it's your actual initiative turn, but they still count as action points for your turn. So, And there you go. It says right there, if you perform reactions before your turn in the turn order, you will have less action points to spend on your regular actions. Uh, NPCs cannot before, perform reactions unless the GM spends darkness points. Now, the reason that comes into play is because you're probably going to fail some rolls. If you watch that video, you're going to see how horribly I rolled the entire time for both sides. It was comically bad how horrible those rolls went, all right? So you're probably going to want to push your roll. Every time you push your roll, I get a darkness point as the game master. Well, without having something meaningful to spend those on, I can completely flip the script of a session, of a combat, so by having little things like reactions and pushing rolls cost darkness points, that helps me spend those points so that I'm not like, hmm, well, I'm at the end here. You guys pushed a bunch of rolls. You did a few things that, you know, prayed the icons, et cetera. And I've got like 10 darkness points, one big bad, another big bad. Good luck! <laughs> you know, so it kind of prevents me from doing that. No. Now, I could still do it, but you know, you'd be, you know you be cakewalking through uh, the, the mook so to speak so helping others helping someone perform a slow action counts as a slow action for you as well helping someone with a normal or fast action counts as a normal action for you and the way i describe it for the fast action, well, why is a fast action cost normal action for me because you're looking over going oh crap you need help you know it takes just a little bit more time for you to do it that person's already in the process of doing it so uh, range uh coriolis and and all of the year zero engine games use the the range system uh, generally the same as this i think uh, mutant year zeros or forbidden lance has one extra range category than this if i remember correctly but here we go close range is up to two meters effectively that's melee range in fact when we do when i did my testing of the game and uh rolled dice with other people that's what we call it. we didn't call it close range we called it melee range uh short range goes up to about twenty meters. Long range goes up to about 100 meters. Remember, that word about is important. One of the things I complained about third edition D&D and I complained about Pathfinder about is somehow you can stand at the perfect square where the fireball ends right there, one inch from your nose and nothing happens. Now, here it's about, that means, you know, maybe it does go 102 meters. Maybe it goes 96 meters, but it's, it's in that range right there. And extreme range is up to about a kilometer. So, movement. Moving around in combat requires actions. One fast action lets you move a number of meters equal to your movement rate, which typically means 10 meters, you know, for most people. There are ways to boost that up through talents. So, the fast action is 10 meters. Uh, Okay, it says right there, there are talents that increase your movement rate. And non-human creatures and vehicles both have higher movement rates than a human PC. During combat, you will need to keep track of where different combatants are positioned. Again, you'll see that in that video if you can suffer through it that i made as far as uh, uh, the combat example. You can keep this approximate. I... I Yes, or you can use battle map if you wish. My battle maps are still approximate because I refuse to allow people. This actually got somebody really angry with me who left my Discord and has me blocked in a lot of places because we had a disagreement over the fact that I don't give exact ranges to people when you get into rooms. Now, if you have something in this, this is a sci-fi game. If you have some sort of range finder HUD, absolutely, I'm going to give you the exact range. But if you're just using your eyeball, I don't know, that room looks like it's about 10 by 8. Might be right, might not be right. I don't know. So you know that that allows a little bit like hmm, do I want to throw the grenade in that room or is it going to come back and possibly get me? Well, how about just you know always think safety first and do the right thing. Uh, da-da-da. where where are we here? Uh, you can keep this proximate. Uh, the GM has a final say if there are any uncertainties. There are always uncertainties, again unless you have an actual range f- oops. range finder. Okay, that was just half the terrain. Difficult terrain, like dense uh, jungles, deep snow, or waste high water, your movement rate is halved. Crawling, if you crawl on the ground instead of running, your movement rate is halved. I've had people argue about this. Crawling should be even slower than that. Look, it's a game, people. It's a game. And two things that I say about settings and rules for games. These are the universal constants for this universe. Okay? So, this isn't the real world universe. In this universe, for whatever reason, people crawl faster. Or crawl better. So, just take it and move forward with it sneaking takes time if you sneak your movement rate is halved darkness if you're moving complete darkness you must move carefully so your movement rate is halved now you could technically sprint through it but then you're going to be making a move roll and bad things can happen all right now that we're done with uh movement there we'll get to sneak attacks and ambushes that is a really important part of the game let's see what chat is okay So Legion myth makes sense to me. Fragmentation grenade is most lethal at the point of detonation. What happened, at least in Vietnam, where they're hit with shrapnel outside? Yes, and we're going to talk about grenade rules, and my combat video does actually go into grenades, and we spend a bit of time talking about grenades as well. So, second here.
1: That, you're done. You went too far die in a fire nobody likes you and there you are
0: good job good job getting yourself banned and everybody who knows me knows that i don't ban people but you just had to push it didn't you all right sneak attacks and ambushes the key to oh i'm sorry let me see make sure there were no other. uh interesting system fragmentation uh, this uh hoarding darkness points I can't imagine doing that either. Some PCs probably watch the Coriolis. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Well, no, darkness points can be hoarded. How do I say this? I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. And the reason I prefer the darkness points to, uh, what's that game called? Um, Like Conan 2D20 and the momentum there is that it's not this mini game between the players and the and the game master it might look like it, but it's not nearly because they can save their momentum points and you know, you're banking this versus banking that if i if i did a scenario here where you're fighting some mooks and then you're fighting a big bad at the end pretty cliche but let's just for the sake of ease we're talking about that and my mooks just can't do anything to slow you down at all chances are yeah I'm going to spend a few darkness points in order to uh, slow you down, to pin you down, to get some damage in on you before you get to the big bad. But there could come a point where it's like, man, you're cleaning up. And if you watch that video, you'll see that this is partially true there. Where you're watching that video, or I'm sorry, where you're cleaning up on the the, mook so badly, it doesn't matter how many darkness points I spend, it's over for that team. They're about to retreat because I try to fight... Realistically, to a, to a sense with some verisimilitude, I just don't fight to the end. They're not robots. Like, oh my God, they just wiped out four of the four of the five of us. I'm the only one that's standing, and there's no chance of me giving them medical attention. I'm out. I'm, I'm like they're they're gonna run me over. There's, I'm not gonna stay here. I'm not just gonna fight to the end. So, I'll probably just bail. No darkness points are spent on that necessarily. What I will do is then I will spend the darkness points. Well, they got through this way too cleanly, so. I'm going to put a lieutenant in there, and that will cost me, say, three to five darkness points. I forget what the numbers are. We'll see them in a little bit. So I have all these darkness points to use, and I have them for a reason, because the PCs did something that allowed me to have the darkness points. Pushed a roll is the most common way. There are other things that they could do to, to allow that to happen as well. So they did something to give themselves an advantage. Well, that comes back. It's like karma. The karma comes back at them. Now, the flip side of that is if it's a tough firefight between them and they're pushing their rolls and I'm spending darkness points here to try to keep them at bay, right? Now I'm not going to have so many for the big bad. But here are some things that that, uh, NPCs spend darkness points on. And again, we'll show this, I'm pretty sure, in a little bit. Reloading weapons. NPCs can't reload weapons. Once they're out of ammo, they're done unless you spend a darkness point. NPCs can't push rolls. If you fail, you fail unless you spend darkness points uh what what else uh there's something else npcs can't do oh i I can steal initiative you know so there are a lot of things that uh that a normal pc can do that i have to spend points on
1: Uh, right that's a different conversation that is right no heathen dog today
0: Yeah, well, I mean, again, you can use them how you want. Let me put that on the screen. You can use them how you want. And we talked about this quite a bit with the Modiphius games, the 2D20 games, where my issue with the Modiphius games is because it seems more gamified. Here, it's just like you did something to give yourself a bonus, a second chance, whatever. Well, the Game Master gets something like that as well. So it's not meant to kill the PCs. In fact, I think the Game Mastering section of this book even says that. Don't use the darkest points just to raffle stomp the PCs uh flady says uh i like 5e edge uh, i could choose how much he had and how you spent it i don't know anything about fifth edition or sixth edition uh Shadowrun. i actually don't know anything about fourth edition you know what? that's another book i can add to the list i think i'm gonna add it before because i don't ever look at fourth edition i only like first and second edition i understand why people like third edition Shadowrun. i don't i think it gave physical add-ups too much power it took away from the street samurai but uh yeah uh but hey, if,
1: if 5e has a good system for Edge, awesome.
0: <laughs> Dr. can never step away from it. Yeah, and you know I don't ban people. Crafty probably would have handled that uh, previously because uh, you know, he knows that spam isn't tolerated here. And that's what it was. I didn't care that he was calling me names. Call me all the names you want. That's whatever. But he was spamming, so uh, out. Okay, let's. Uh, okay, I'll read one more and then we're going to move on. Deadlands for Savage Worlds is like that, if I remember correctly, when the players spent... You said the word.
1: <laughs> spend a Benny, the GM gets one. Okay. Uh, all right.
0: So let's move along here, because we got a lot of stuff. Sneak attacks and ambushes. Now, again... One of the things that I want to say is, you're not always going to have the ability to do so, but sneak attacks and ambushes are by far in the Year Zero engine the best way to—I don't want to say ensure victory. There's no ensuring a victory, but to put the battle in your favor, game masters. And I say this because I've seen it, and I was a dick and did it once as well. Uh, when I was doing it was a play test, but still, I was kind of a dick when I did this, and it was for the—it was for Mutant Year Zero, not for um, Coriolis, but. Let them do it. If it makes sense, that doesn't mean that the enemy's always stupid and and won't set up their own ambushes or that the enemy's always stupid. Like, well, we've got these spy satellites here. We've got these cameras, drones. We're just never going to use them. No, 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 no. as long as it makes sense, that's fine. But if the players come up with a good plan, let them set up those sneak attacks and ambushes, because this is what goes in their favor. This is the way to win the fight. Key to winning a fight is often, often to attack when the enemy least expected. There are several ways to do this. If you attack in a way that the GM deems surprising to your enemy, you get plus two to your initiative score. Boom, right off the bat. This can only occur in the first turn of the fight. Okay. Sneak attack. Sneaking up on someone and attacking without them knowing is called a sneak attack. First, test infiltration so you're going to roll the infiltration skill roll only once regardless of how far you are sneaking that is another uh point of issue with this game that i don't think i brought up last week and it's pretty much true with all the year zero engine games you roll one time you don't roll for every five feet you don't let's use climbing climbing's an easy one to visualize let's say you're climbing a hundred feet You only roll once. You don't roll for every 20 feet. You don't don't roll for every five feet. You don't roll for, for, you roll one time. Whether you're climbing 100 feet or 1,000 feet, you roll one time. Now, you just let it take the appropriate amount of time for that. You're not going to climb 100 feet in five seconds, but you get that. And that success or failure determines everything. And if I remember correctly, you would fall from the halfway point. So if you're climbing 1,000 feet and you fail, you fell from the 500 foot mark. Sorry. It's not going to go well for you, you know, but that's also why you have pushing the role and so forth. But the reason for that is because when you do an action in this game, you have one chance to succeed or fail. And I know we've talked about that, especially when it comes to pushing your role, you have one chance to succeed or fail. You must change the conditions of the environment in order to roll after that. So one time, so whether you're sneaking, you know, through a city Okay, you wouldn't do that. A scene wouldn't be an entire city, but whether you're sneaking you know, across the room or you're sneaking across an arena, it's just one. Uh, your role will be modified depending on how close you want to get to the target. See table 5-2. Is that in this page or the next page? Uh, let's see if it's this page or the next page. Looks like it's the next page, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so, obviously, if you want to sneak right up behind somebody... That's harder than if you want to sneak to a position that's, you know, 50 meters away because you just want a better shot. You can sneak in order to shoot as well. You want to get closer. You don't want to be in that far range. You want to be in that close range. Or short, to use the right term. If you fail the test, you are spotted. Now roll initiative as you would normally. This means you do not get surprised. If you pass the infiltration test, you get a normal action for free. That's a two-action point ability before rolling initiative. That's before rolling initiative. You basically get to shoot first. Now, it's a normal attack. You're not taking a named attack because that costs three action points. You cannot trade your bonus normal action for two fast actions. If several people wish to make a joint sneak attack, they must test infiltration individually. It's one of the few times that you can't do anything as a group. The reason for that is if I'm, you know, a sneaky, sneaky person, you know, I'm wearing all types of stealth gear, whatever, and you're clunking around in an exosuit. High probability I'm going to be able to sneak across you or not.
1: (laughs) If one or more of the roles fails, all the attackers are discovered.
0: Um. I want to say, and I could be wrong about this. Somebody can fact check me. I want to say in Mutant Year Zero or in Forbidden Lands, the person with the lowest score is the one that rolls. If I remember correctly. I forget. What uh, what I find smart to do is have, you know, if you have the time, you have to have the time to do this. If you have the time to do this, let your sneaky, sneaky person roll first to get in a position, and then once that person's in position, let your more clumsy people go next you know, in the hopes that maybe they can make it. And if they set it off, well, you know, again, the, it's still initiative because sneaky sneaky person was waiting for the clumsy person to get into position, but at least that person's in position where he needs to be. Alright. An ambush is a special kind of sneak attack. You lie in wait for the enemy, then attack when she passes you. All participants in the ambush must test infiltration individually as above, but each gets to roll a plus two modifier because it is the target that is moving, not the attacker.
1: All right. Melee combat. Let's look at chat here. Uh, All right. That's. No, this is, this is not confused. Shut up, pal. Uh.
0: okay looks like most of that all Right, you guys are chatting with yourselves or pointing out other things that other games do which is fine that's cool okay all right i mean i, I want to address things here but oh, uh, oops got this uh south if one or more all the attackers are discovered i can't agree with that jungle urban scene feel well it, it depends because remember if you're moving as a group so here's an example i've been trained in mount training mobile operations in urban terrain you're moving appropriately, there are two different ways that we did the 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 move. One was one person goes. then the next person goes after that person gets across, then the next person goes. Depending on how that is, if that person spotted, let's say it's just one person spotted running across, right? And the enemy is over on this side over here. You're running between two buildings from here to here, and the enemy over here sees you. All right? might only see that one person this is for the purposes of initiative though these people hiding down down here are not going to get initiative because the enemy is expecting them to be there or at least cautious enough that's what the point of that is now if you've got a team over here and a team over here that's a completely different example what it does it raises the awareness of the defenders
1: that that's the main point remember this only affects initiative so in order to get in position, you've got to get in position. It's not as seen.
0: It's not as seen. It just means roll initiative because they've been made aware of your presence. Now, what you could consider is have a team over here and a team over here. You know, it's a whole proverbial throw a stick this way or throw a rock. Have everybody look look in this direction. Where your team over here then gets them from behind—that's a whole different story, and that's up to you as a game master to decide if that is a sneak attack or not. The game doesn't go that deeply into the rules because it wants you to make that call. But this team over—sorry, oh, this wherever the hell I had—is absolutely the enemy is prepared for that. Uh, so sneak is just surprise, yeah. I mean, whatever you want to call it. And there's there's surprise attacks and ambush. Surprise attack is you sneaking up on somebody. Ambush is you lying in wait. That's that's the difference in this game. That, that that's the, the pedantry of the terms we will say if <laughs> uh ambush is you lying in wait, sneak is you moving toward. There we go. So no. uh melee combat. When you are so I mean the book may have said everybody's spotted, but again, remember this is just for initiative roles. That, that's all this is. This is just for uh, uh, get a plus two. To initiative score that's it that's all that means so melee combat when you are within close range of an enemy remember close range is two meters who's aware of your presence? you are engaged in close combat who is aware of your presence this people are going to get tripped up on this one i know that already ask me how i know because it's happened uh oh here we go well let me look at these. Mod- I'll go back and read that again in a second. Here are the modifiers. If you want to get close to somebody, you're going to have minus two to that infiltration test. want to get to short range of somebody, it's normal roll. If you're going to just stop at long range because you've got a sniper scope or something, you're not worried about it, hey, you get a plus two to your roll. Remember, plus two means plus two dice. And if for whatever reason you want to be extreme range to, do, to, to unleash your ambush, you'll get a plus four. That'd be kind of weird, but you might have a long range weapon or something, or maybe you just want to start launching artillery once you know. I don't know. Uh, but here we go let's let's do this again uh it doesn't matter if you haven't attacked each other yet as soon as you're within close range you are engaged in close combat when engaged in close combat you can attack this is typically a normal action and you test the skill melee combat most of your skill actions are going to be normal actions uh what happens with the with the slow uh, slow actions that take three action points you usually get a bonus what happens with the fast action is usually have a penalty. If if it can uh, done. The enemy then choose if she should take the blow or attempt to defend, which she can do if she has enough action points left. That is the trick to defending. Is it will cost you action points to do it. But that also might save your life. So think about that. I would tell you in this game, for those who know Palladium and how it takes an action to dodge. Uh, in some games it even takes an action to parry. Depends if you auto parry or not in what game you're playing. This game, because you only have the three action points, in this game, it's much more meaningful to decide if you want to do that or not. Pretty much in Palladium, during a combat round, everybody's going to get one attack. No matter what, you can find a way to get yourself one attack. Very, very few exceptions to that. In this one, you could find yourself out of attacks. Why? Because a normal attack takes two of your action points. Well, how much does it take to dodge? How much does it take to parry? Well, let's find out here in a moment. Uh, for NPCs to defend, the Game Master must spend a darkness point. you go standing up to attack someone in melee combat you must be on your feet if you're a prone you must first stand up before you can attack there are exceptions to this rule i know that martial artists are going to get really really particularly "Why, why can't i do a scissor kick from the ground that's up to your game master okay i know it says must and somewhat again people get really weirded out about these words you must be on your feet well the rules say must have some, as Per was saying, have some common sense in your game just because it says must. If somebody was on the ground, I would say you can make a scissor kick probably at minus two dice. The only, and you must get two successes, or I'm sorry, three successes. And we'll explain that later. No, we talked about that last week, uh, where three successes means that uh, you really got a full on success. One or two successes wouldn't count. I'd probably do something like that because why not? You know? <sighs> If you watch the combat video, there are a few times in there that Heathen Dog got really pedantic about the terms. I'm a, I'm a spirit of the law over the letter of the law person, where Heathen Dog is a letter of the law over the spirit of law type person. It's one of our major differences. If it makes sense, just do it in your game. It is your game at this point. Do what you feel is right. But for the most part, gotta be on your feet. Bundle fisticuffs. And, I, and here's one thing I will tell you somebody standing up versus somebody on the ground, the person standing up has got the advantage. You know, it's the high ground advantage and you can represent that by saying that the person on the ground is minus two dice and or the person that's standing up is plus two dice or, or whatever you think is appropriate weapons weapons can give you extra dice to roll the weapons gear bonus tells you how many extra dice you get and we'll talk about that in the next video but quickly if you have a, a wet firearm that's pl- uh, plus two gear bonus you get plus two dice to your roll Bonus effects! When your melee combat rolls successfully, your attack hits and you inflict your weapon's melee damage weapon damage, sorry, on your enemy. See below. For each additional 6 roll beyond the first one, you can choose the following bonus effects. So, here we go. Uh, okay, we're, uh, we'll find it. You, uh, we're, hold on, let me make sure there weren't anything... Uh, okay, there wasn't. On that side, good. You can increase the damage. You can inflict one extra point, point of damage. So, if your weapon does 3 damage for a hit every additional st- success will be one additional point of damage or you know one extra uh, one extra success will be four points of damage two extra successes could be five i say could be because you can split these points up most of these can only be selected once however this effect can be chosen multiple times so you can choose just to throw out extra damage constantly critical injury You inflict a critical injury on your enemy this effect costs extra sixes beyond the first one equal to your weapons crit rating and we'll look at that when we talk about weapons in the next uh video but if you have if your weapon is a crit rating of two that means you have to spend two sixes in order to do a critical injury your weapon has a one crit rating then each six can do it and by adding more sixes you increase the severity of the critical injury now how that works isn't you get multiple critical injuries it's you roll multiple times and you pick the best one okay you can strike fear into your enemy takes one point of stress that's mind damage so instead of attacking physical you're attacking the mental stat and this one can be chosen multiple times as well Raise initiative. You assume a better position for your next attack. Your initiative score is raised by 2, taking effect at the beginning of the next turn. This effect can be chosen multiple times. By the way, this is permanent. That means you've raised your initiative score for the rest of the combat by 2. Disarm. Your enemy drops your weapon or some other handheld item of your choosing. Picking something up again is a fast action. Grappling, you pin your enemy in a tight clinch. Remember, these are all from melee attacks. This is melee weapon damage. Which also would be unarmed in that case. Let me scroll back up here, see? Melee combat. So, you decided to use your weapon to pin that person in a compromising position. You've grappled that person. Tight clinch. Okay, now defending. How do you defend against this stuff? Your enemy can attempt to defend against your attack, and you can, of course, do the same if you are attacked you must state that you intend to defend before the enemy makes your attack roll that is an important distinction and an awesome rule so all right who do i have in chat l l is the last comment that i see over there i'm, I'm attacking l now before i roll l has to say i'm going to defend or keep his mouth shut if he says i'm going to defend well then he gets to defend if he keeps his mouth shut he doesn't get to defend no matter how many successes i roll. So defending is a fast action or fast reaction. This means that you can defend even when it's not your turn in the turn order, so long as you have the AP required. Remember, that's one AP. Enemies can only defend if the GM spends a darkness point. When you defend a melee combat, you and the enemy roll the dice at the same time and compare the results. So you're going to roll your melee weapon attack. I am going to roll my melee weapon attack. And we're going to see what comes out of that uh theoretically you could also roll unarmed combat is that in this game is unarmed combat in this game i forget hold on i have a character sheet oh you guys aren't seeing the character sheet
1: all right now are you seeing the character sheet
0: you should be yes okay so let's see what skills we have uh we have dexterity uh, melee combat nope it's just melee combat so melee combat is both unarmed and
1: slide that back off the screen
0: you can decrease the damage oh so hold on so uh you neutralize one of the enemy sixes so basically your six cancels out the enemy six if the enemy is left with no sixes the attack misses and you can do this multiple times so if you have like you know, five sixes, you can use decreased damage five times. You can counterattack, dealing weapon damage to the attacker. You cannot spend additional sixes to increase the damage of the counterattack. You can, however, spend sixes to inflict a critical injury. This is basically a repost. Okay. But the crit rating of your weapon is considered one step higher than normal. What does that mean? If you have a crit rating of two, normally you spend two sixes to get a crit. Well, in this case, you have to spend three sixes to get a crit. You can disarm the enemy, but only after her attack has been resolved normally. So the enemy is still going to hurt you, but then you're able to disarm it. Remember, you are not the actor in this case. You are the actee. You're the one being acted upon. Raise initiative. Your initiative score is raised by two, taking effect this turn if you've not yet acted. Yes, you could choose to say, you know what, you hit me, but I'm secondary to you going first. I'm going first. basically think of it as changing the momentum of the fight. All right. Note that you can perform a counterattack instead of stopping your enemy's attack. The outcome would be that both of you hit each other at the same time. Hey, look at that. Weapons. If your enemy attacks you with a weapon and you're you yourself are unarmed, you get minus two modifier to defending. I was gonna say that earlier, but I couldn't remember if that was me saying that or if that was actually a rule. It's actually a rule. Good minus two so you know come on somebody's you know swinging a vibrosword or an axe or even a knife dagger at you and you're unarmed that's harder for you to and to parry it's harder for you to uh, disarm i'm a martial artist i can do everything well guess what they're martial artists who should have. uh we'll do a couple more here and then i'll look at chat quick quick melee attack you can perform a quick attack in melee combat this is at the expense of accuracy you get a minus two modifier to the attack, but it counts as a fast action. So one action point instead of a normal one. So, yeah, essentially you're just like reacting to this. I only have one action point, but I want to do something meaningful with it, or at least try to hurt the person. So you're at minus two dice, but it only costs one action. Uh, quick melee action or quick melee attacks can only perform with light weapons or unarmed. There are attacks of opportunity. If an enemy. Who's engaged in melee combat with you attempts to move away? You can, if you wish, make an attack of opportunity against her. This works like any other melee combat attack, but counts as a fast action, and you get a plus two to your role. Essentially, they are reactions. Okay? So if somebody tries to leave combat with you. you've got this person in fisticuff range, and like, and that person's like, "I'm out. You get to make an attack with a plus two. you still have to it's not quite a free attack. It's a fast attack, but you get a plus two instead of a minus two. You roll. Uh, you may also get to make an attack of opportunity against an enemy who moves past you in close range. The enemy's movement must not start or end within close range of you. If she passes close enough during your movement, you get to strike. Again, to be the same thing though, it'd be a fast action because you are actually doing something, but you get a plus two to the roll. Grappling. As a bonus effect to a successful melee combat attack, you can choose to pin your opponent. To break free, your enemy must beat you in opposed melee combat roll. So basically, from now, from this point forward, you can't do anything else except for hold that. But your opponent can't do anything except for try to break free. Pretty simple. I think it makes sense. The opposed roll counts as a normal action for the person the clinch, but as a free action for you until the enemy manages to break free. She can perform no other actions. While you're grappling a pinned opponent, grapple attacks are your only available action. A grapple attack is like any other melee attack, but with the following exception. So, what can you do while you're hanging on to somebody? Well, you've got that person in grapple. Uh, looks like it's going to start down here. I lied. It's was wrong. Those are your range attack modifiers. I'm going to get attack after I read some chat. So, uh, let's finish this up up here. You cannot use weapons, so if you're grappling somebody, you cannot use weapons. You inflict your unarmed weapon damage, which is normally a 1. You get a plus 2 modifier to the number of dice you roll for the grapple. Why? Because you're the one that grappled the other person, so you are in the power position. And you your enemy cannot defend against this attack. So there. So basically, you're ground and pounding. You're holding the person and doing unarmed damage to that person with a plus 2 modifier to the roll. Alright, let's... Uh, Let's look at what chat has to say over here.
1: All right. Wait, what? What am I missing here?
0: Uh, well, the assumption, yeah, I said this because I, I've not only done this, to be fair, I've done this in the past, especially in the 90s when I was uh, taking Kung Fu. And i would get really argumentative and i did this i to be fair i did this a lot with ninjas and super spies from palladium books where it's like i really didn't like how the uh the martial arts were addressed in there because i was looking at it in the terms of reality and not in terms of hey this is a game that we're playing deal with it you know it's like a lot of people complain about first and second edition ad and d grappling rules because they suck well just it's a game It is the constant of the universe, but no, if I spin around him, there's no chance that he could blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? You're moving in. Oh, no, he couldn't have moved because if he would have moved, I would have snapped his neck you know all that nonsense. You know, I could see uh, somebody who knows Brazilian Brazilian jitsu be like, if I've got him in a leg lock, there's no chance. He's getting away ever. He can't get away. Well, according to the game, if you get a plus two, that person gets a minus two or, or sorry, you get a plus two, that person gets a normal roll. Just suck it up, buttercup. That's the way the game is played okay that's to allow you to also break free from this stuff well if i actually did this that means that would dislocate his shoulder well you didn't choose the critical injury that dislocated his shoulder sorry you know so. anyway you know people get really pedantic about this stuff it's like firearms guys you start talking guns on a channel and then well actually a 38 can as well in this game a 38 can pierce armor i don't care what you say it can do in real life on this game nine millimeter a hollow point uh suffers against armor but does more damage when it breaks that's just the way it's going to be i don't care what the reality of it is that's how the game works stop arguing with it just go forward understand the concept of the game and stop you know it's got as long as it has verisimilitude it's long and what i mean by that is it's true to its own setting and what's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander so what works for the players works for the npcs what works for you a player works for the other player then it is perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with it. wrap your head around it let's move forward that's what that's why i said that because i've actually done that and i've had it happen to me a lot in games as a game master so
2: all right well i'll check Let's
0: see hopefully i'm not missing too
1: much well so uh Heathen dog likes a kip up rule
0: you know again uh, he actually i think he adds it to his um Who's played in games? If I remember correctly, I'm not going to speak out of turn for him, but uh, he thinks that if you have martial arts, you have a kip up. Okay, yeah, because that's heroic. I personally might not be able to kip up, but my martial artist character and kind of a heroic game would be able to. Look, read the rules of the game and do what works for you. That's that's what I would say. And I'm not arguing with Per here. I'm talking to the general masses out there. Do it works for you? You can play rules as written if that's what you want to do, because obviously if it's rules as written, everybody's on the same playing field. But I like to make sure things have a l- little bit of making sense, but I'm not going to let a player argue with me. Well, that's stupid because this, well, that's the way the rules are written. They make sense. That's what I'm doing when the enemies shoot you or attack you. So that's the way it's going. Um, yeah, don't be like Anakin if your opponent has the high ground, right? what, did, what did you say here? I'm going to make an X card standing up. I know it's game, but you can attack from land. Well, you, you can. You absolutely well this game has an over and we'll talk about it in uh in in the uh range you, there's definitely an overwatch position in the game in fact you get a bonus to shoot if you're prone and we're, we're going to talk about that this was specifically for melee combat and yes you can do it you can do trips you just have to have some common sense well the game says well have some common sense that, that's that's all it Why can the, it's not that the enemy can't defend because you might be the enemy. It's that NPCs can't defend. They can defend if they use darkness points. It's a way to make sure that the game master is spending the darkness points and not stacking them up just because when you see what darkness points can do, if we didn't cover that last week, we'll, we'll definitely be covering it here. If you, if you don't know what darkness points can do, I, I can just throw I can completely bring in reinforcements for every darkness point I spend more reinforcements come in. That could turn the tide quickly against the the players. But if I only have a couple of darkness points to spend, well, guess what? Maybe reinforcements isn't the smartest thing. Maybe a reload is more important. Oh, this is a good question. Do you want perfect sim? Or the sense of simulation with fluid gameplay? Yes. No, uh, sense of... I used to be on that simulationist side. In the 90s, I, I became very simulationist i didn't realize it at the time but man we'd sit at the table and we'd argue over the dumbest crap because well in reality and i'd show off my kung fu moves and you know the You know, if i grab somebody's hands and i split the fingers like that you know whatever i am the exact opposite of that now i like that stuff for fluff purposes especially if you have a critical hit system like this game has but i am into more cinematic play which has me respecting Palladium and Free League so much more because it lends to cinematic play. Yes, there are lots of charts. Yes, there are, uh, there are some rules. Yes, there are some things that uh, say you must stand up. I, I don't like the word must, but it's probably there for the, you know because other issues came into play. But you're the game master, and if a player argues with you, you tell the player Shut your pie piehole, sit down. This is what's going to happen. Well, I would have actually just done something from the ground great you can do it from the ground i'm giving you minus three dice or minus two dice or minus one die or minus six dice i don't care whatever you think is appropriate for for that time you know ground and pound is a thing we know that but the game is just saying look if you're going to try to fight somebody if i've got an axe and a shield and you're on the ground the chances of you doing anything meaningful to me if i have any sort of combat experience is low yeah, you might be able to keep me at bay, You know, keep your legs pointed in my direction so that uh, you know I can't get a good attack on you. At some point, I'll just take a dagger and throw it down on the ground at you. Or, or you see what I'm saying? There are definitely things you can do, sure. But if you really want to fight, you're going to be at penalties.
1: That's just the way it's going to be. It just makes sense.
0: All right. Um, chimpanzee style. There you go. Swinging from the vines! oh wait hold on hold on i gotta do it i have to do it i'm sorry wrong button we can have piglet style (laughs) sorry that's not bigger (laughs) there you go all right let's get back to uh now let's talk about ranged combat
1: you know what i'm gonna
0: do i'm actually gonna split this up i think that's long enough I'm going to split this up into another video. So, bear with me as I go through the intros again. But I think it would be better to... Yeah.
1: right, we're going to continue
0: on with combat here. I know that says 5. Think of this as 5 Bravo. But uh, I decided right at the end of that last video that... uh, You know, and I didn't even do a like, subscribe, share. So, hey, like, subscribe and share if you like this combat that is going on kind of long and we still have a lot more to discuss. I think it'd just be better if I broke it down. Now we'll talk about range combat and I think we'll get into vehicle combat after that. And we'll also talk about some grenades and so forth, I think. But we're since we're moving to a completely different topic, I think it is time to uh, just make another video out of this. So bear with me just one moment as I do the proclivities here and then we're going to talk about ranged combat in Coriolis. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Please follow that QR code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support, which is the Wounded Warrior Project. Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch the dirty casuals on twitch.tv slash legion of myth. Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Chill Stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. All right, there we go. Let's, uh... I don't think I put up my Segment 1 banner. I don't... I didn't do that, did I? See? Again, Heathen Dog ruined everything for me by not being here. I didn't even have my Segment 1 banner up. What a failure I am. Um... I used to, I used to read the intro. Now uh, now I have a couple of different video clips. I'm going to make a couple of more at some point, maybe this week since I'm off this week. But uh, yeah, I'm going to try to make an even shorter one so that we have a long one, a medium one, and a short one. But yeah, I I, I did that because I got sick and tired of reading them constantly. Because reading them, I would tangent myself and I'd go off on. They take like five minutes to do, so I just put them in video format. Uh, but I do have to laugh. You guys made some good comments out there. Oops, let me get this back up screen. There we go. Uh, a couple of, hold on, where is this? I like this. First of all, Elsa, just cover the floor with D4s, yeah? <laughs> there you go. You'll land any ground pound right there. And of course, Malachi had to go with Spider Monkey style. For those, again, it's like Piglet. For those who know, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's talk about ranged combat now as we go deeper into the Coriolis game. When attacking the enemy from a distant, test the ranged combat skill. You'll need some form of ranged weapon, duh. Be it just a rock. So, ranged combat in Coriolis is th- both throwing, bows, I said both, but I'm going to give more than two. It's going to be throwing, bows, firearms, grenades, etc. Again, as a, I don't want to call it rules light, because it does have, obviously have some crunch to it, but as a... The game makes it as easy and cinematic for you to uh, to roll the dice. Now, you might sit here and be like, well, you know, I can't throw a dart, but I can shoot a firearm. Listen, the characters in this game perform roles. Your role is ranged combat. So the game just makes the assumption that ranged combat means ranged combat. You can pick up a bow, you can shoot a gun, you can throw a rock. So that you don't have to have 17 people in the party to fill every little skill that you might need. You're the range combat guy. And probably everybody's got a little bit of range combat. It's a sci-fi game. Probably everybody knows how to shoot a, a gun, at least to some degree. Think of it that way. Don't think of it as, as uh, you're a specialist in something. Think of it as that you're performing a role. Excuse me. So, tables in Chapter 6 lists the maximum range of different weapons. How far away your target can be for the weapon to still be used effectively, and we'll talk about that in the next video. Well, in the Segment 6 uh, you can fire your weapon at targets at up to one range step beyond the weapon's maximum range, but you will suffer a minus three modifier. That's three dice, remember. So, if it says that you can shoot to long range, you can actually shoot into extreme range, but you'll be doing that with a minus three modifier. Cover. Hold on. I don't know what just caused me
1: to start coughing, so bear with me. We'll take a drink.
0: All right, you cannot defend against ranged attacks. What? even palladium says that you can dodge a range attack and i say no if you know it's coming uh i get what what palladium's trying to do when it does that you know it's saying hey you know you because it does specifically state that you have to see it coming uh you know you're basically dodging the person's aim but uh, no you can't dodge a bullet but you can take cover and you can make it harder for the person to try to hit you i do agree with that So the smart, I can't talk. The smart move is to find cover. If your target is prone or small, you suffer a minus one modifier to the shot. Tiny targets can give even bigger penalties. A large target such as a vehicle instead gives you a plus one. Huge targets give you a plus two or more. This is up to the GM. This is a rule that I see people forgetting a lot. At least in the, I shouldn't say a lot. In the couple of Let's Plays that I watched, I saw the Game Master forget this, at least in my mind. The distance to your target will also affect your hit chance. When the target's at long range, you get a minus 1. Extreme range, minus 2. Close range, minus 3. So let's look at this for a second. If you want to shoot somebody at extreme range, but your gun is only rated for long range, you're going to get a minus 2 for it to be extreme range and a minus 3 for going outside the range of the weapon. So that's minus 5 dice. Can you hit? Maybe. If you watch that combat video that I did, I had a couple of die rolls where I was rolling 13 and 14 dice. So, minus five, you're still rolling eight, right? So, it depends on how you set yourself up for success. Set yourself up for success. Within close range, you either get a minus three, if engaged with close combat, because it's hard to shoot at somebody that's, like, right here in front of you. No. Or you get a plus three if the target is immobile or, or unaware of you. Depending on how immobile and unaware, I would actually just say you hit. Okay, uh... So why? Okay, now you might be sitting here and saying, "Well, if you say you hit, how do you know how much damage you do?" I would still have you roll, and I would, and you'd have a minimum of one success. That's a house rule that I do. You'd still roll with the plus three, but even if somehow you rolled no successes, I'd give you one success, and then figure it out from there. Aim shot. If you take your time to aim carefully before squeezing, you get a plus two to your attack roll. So if you remember, a normal attack. I know, right? And no, He uh, he had a change of plans. That's what happened. Uh, his plans got changed on him. I'm going with the excuse that he just wasn't ready for a segment. But uh, he had a change of plans, so that's why he's not here today, Violence. Um, if you remember, though, that uh, if you went with a quick attack so that it only cost one action, it was a minus two to your attack roll. Well, now that you're giving yourself a bonus, you're taking an extra action, so three actions, it's a plus two to your attack roll. All right um cannot make an aim shot against enemy with whom you're engaged in close combat simply no time to aim quick shots if there's no time for aiming you can just shoot from the hip you get minus two to your attack roll okay we already read about that at least i thought we did so it's one ap but minus two to your attack roll there are two special rules that apply to quick shots first you can only fire a quick shot against enemies at close range or short range so out to was it uh 20 meters 25 meters is that what it is if you make three quick shots in the same same turn your clip is empty or your cell depleted you normally don't run out of ammo in the game uh i think we'll talk about that more later in the next video i think we'll figure that out. might be in this reloading section i forget you don't normally run out of ammo there are things that come into place i have to spend a darkness point to make you run out of ammo you can shoot full auto and when we get to that you'll see that and you can run out of ammo you have to basically decisions have to be made to have you run out of ammo you don't count your bullets in this game but if you make three quick shots because you're essentially giving yourself three attacks in one round even if they all are at a minus two it's like okay the drawback to that is you're out of ammo deal with that but my gun has more than three bullets in it. Great. You triple tapped each time. Pop, 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 pop. You're trying to John Wick everybody and you ran out of ammo. Reloading. Most firearms have large enough magazines for you to not need to worry about counting shots during a fight. Just reload when the fight is over. There you go. There are a few exceptions. Some primitive firearms, like long rifles, bows, rocket launchers, require reloading after every shot. You know, muzzle loaders, right? If you make three quick shots in the same term, your clip is empty and your cell depleted, or your cell depleted uh when you shoot full auto fire you run a great risk of emptying your clip and we can talk about that when we get to that section so uh reloading in combat is a normal action so that means it takes two action points unless you have the rapid reload talent which it's one action now uh, do we want to do bonus effects now or chat let's look at chat let's see smiley face we after range attack has begun uh Two weeks for our special guests. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, the special announcement is that uh, it looks like again, nothing's guaranteed because it's it's based on when it's going to be announced. Oh no, I'm Walter MC. After this video is over, or this segment is over, ask that question again so that I remember. Okay, I'll start, but that doesn't guarantee. Without heating dog here, I'm going to remember. I will answer that, but I'm not going to answer it on the video. Nope, that's only for people who watch the live stream that, that get this answer so uh remind me though because i want to answer that question for you uh that's fine you guys can post it in chat that's that's totally fine you can you can give them the answer in chat and i see that malachi already did that so what's this i spent six hours recently defining range combat in my game to come up with a simple chart to define the uh, effects at longer distance fluidity with a sense of simulation okay you know what game as much as i complain about it what game I think does range combat really, really well, at least in terms of understanding range categories, Battlelords of the 23rd century with its range brackets. I, there are lots of that game that are way too crunchy for me, but I really think that Battlelords of the 23rd century does an amazing job of handling range through its range brackets. Right. Um, G minus 8, minus 10, depending on the game, pairs for certain classes. Can't defend against ranged attacks. One agile fighter with the bow and arrow and the other has a knife, shield, spear. Both are trained. but then, Okay. You can defend against ranged attacks. You can't dodge a bullet. There's a difference. I would give a penalty for the person fighting. See, I also, but I, to be fair, I also have my own <laughs> combat chart for Palladium uh, that allows for fire maneuver and also cover and concealment uh it's too deep for the palladium game itself it's not meant to be in the palladium game but as somebody who likes to handle cover and concealment a little bit differently than the way palladium does but no you're not dodging a bullet if i roll to hit you and that bullet hits you're hit you're not dodging but you can make it harder for the person shooting that's how i handle it. so hopefully that makes sense and no and i also don't unless you're playing riffs i don't believe or, or uh, heroes unlimited i don't believe in wonder woman you're not blocking bullets I missed the joke. <laughs> uh, yes, Walter MC, that is what it is supposed to be, but they're not telling me what it is. So I don't know myself.
1: Uh,
0: OK. <clears throat> All right, let's move on here. Uh, bonus effects. Oh, yeah, OK. When your ranged combat roll is successful, your attack hits and you inflict weapon damage. This is the same as the melee combat. You roll damage. Uh, for each additional six, you get to add an additional effect. You can inflict one point of damage. You can inflict critical injury. That's cha- that's the same as four. Here's a new one, though. Suppressive fire. You force your enemy to keep her head down. Suffers one point of stress. That's mind damage. And I know we haven't really looked at that, but here. I can put the character sheet back up. Right? And where, where's our damage on here? uh trauma hit points if you look over here where i'm highlighting you have hit points which is strength plus agility they add up to make your hit points and then you have mind points which is wits plus empathy okay so you'll have a set of uh points for there so you can attack both and if either one of those gets down to zero the character is broken and we'll talk about that when we talk about damage uh this effect can also be chosen multiple times Raise initiative, we saw that before, and disarm. Basically, you shoot the arm or shoot the weapon or whatever. Automatic fire. Here's where th- this one... People are going to feel ways about things about this. I like it. I really do. I like it. I also like the way Twilight 2000 does it, even though it's different. Another User Engine games uses a different version of the User Engine, but I really like the way Coriolis handles automatic fire. Some firearms are capable of unleashing deadly bursts of fully automatic fire. And I don't think there's anything on this side. Nope, that's just artwork. Doo-doo. Fire differs from regular range attack in the following ways. First of all, because you're going fully auto, it counts, that's all your actions. You know, Doing the Jesse body from uh, Predator, right? Your target must be in long range or less. You're not shooting a kilometer away going full auto. Not if you want to hit anyway. If you just want to run out of ammo for some reason, go for it. Get a minus two modifier to your attack roll. Anybody who's fired a weapon at full auto knows that it is harder to keep that thing on target, which is one of the reasons why in like the M16A2 that they uh, removed a fully automatic fire and made a three-round burst. Regardless of whether your initial roll is successful or not, you can choose to keep rolling dice. I want to say this again. You can choose to keep rolling dice one at a time. These extra dice are added to your first roll. However, as soon as you roll one, your clip is empty and you must reload. So, what is the benefit of this? Well, normally you're rolling your dice with minus two penalty, right? Let's just arbitrarily say you end up rolling six dice and you get a success. You could just keep it at that. Like, I've used all my actions in the round and I got one success. You could do that. Or you could say, I am doing this full auto because I want to fill this person so full of lead. That he's never getting up again. All right. So you roll, and let's arbitrarily say again, you got, you rolled those dice and you got one success. Well, now you can choose to keep rolling. And here we go. I'm going to roll. You probably hear it click on my table. And I got a five. That's not a success. Why? Because a six is still a success. So that's a nothing. I'm going to keep rolling. I got a two. That's a nothing. I got another two. A nothing. I'm going to keep doing this. I got a five. Oh, fives and twos, man. Oh, wait, is that a six? No, I got a six. That is another success. Got a six. That's a little. That's what the little squiggly thing there is. It's a six because one is on the other side. If you can see that so I can still go. So that's two successes. I can keep going. Got a five. I got another six. So now we're at three successes. This is awesome. I got another six. So that's four successes. I got a two. See where this is going. I'm going to keep rolling until I get a damn one. Three, four, one. There we go. Finally got the one. So now my magazine is empty. But I went from one success to four successes. We just lit this MFR up. That's why you do that. Now, I could have stopped at any time there. You know what? I got that extra success. That's all I needed. I can inflict a critical dam, a critical wound to him. I'm good. I could have done that. But you know what? When you, when you start gambling, you can't stop. You got to keep going. So now I'm out of ammo, but I've done four successes on that guy. Uh, Kokushuko, watch my, if you can suffer through it, watch my video on Coriolis combat. And la- I was even laughing. I rolled 14 dice for a roll one time, and I think I got zero successes, or maybe it was one success. But yeah, these Coriolis dice hate me. They hate me. I don't know what it is. They really do. There's the worst rolling dice I've ever had. It's kind of comical, but I laugh about it. Anyway. Um, here we go. So
1: mounted weapons.
0: Yes, you can keep rolling until you roll a one. That's how that works. You don't have to keep rolling. You can choose to stop rolling. But you keep rolling. Once you roll a one, you're out of ammo. So, mounted weapons, many large mounted weapons have magazines so big they don't need to be reloaded in combat. Remember, this is not a simulation. This game is cinematic. So, you just keep firing. Full auto fire with these weapons works the same as with other weapons, but a result of one on the extra automatic fire dice instead means the shooter loses control of the weapon and must stop firing. That's all it means. So, you're done. And you can describe that how you want. The barrel gets too hot um Though he loses control of it and just starts shooting wildly, it gets too much for him. Uh, the enemies moved out of the way. I mean, you can describe it how you want. I know it says loses control of the weapon, but you, you do it how you want in your cinematic style uh, of game. No reloading is necessary. You just have to wait until next round to to do that again. When you fire full auto, you can choose to distribute your dice. Those are the original roll and the extra full auto dice against new targets. So as I got four successes now. I could choose to have one success against four targets. Why? Because I was going brrrr. Or I could choose two and two or three and one or all four one person because I just wanted to gun that SOB down. Additional sixes against a new target mean bonus effects as usual. Every new target directed fire against must be within close range of the previous target. So, gotta be somewhere. Remember, that's two meters. So, they've gotta be kind of standing, you know, I call it side by side for the lack of better. And that's because you're going like this. You don't, you're not letting up on the triggers. You're not, it's not like a shadow on smart gun. You're not like you know, you're just going across. And You can fire it at any number of targets until the burst is cut off by rolling a one. You could theoretically, if you have some cheating, I mean some great d6s, you could do 20, 30 points of damage. I doubt that's gonna happen often, but you could technically do that, even though the gun has no chance of you know on a normal roll of doing that, but because it's full auto that's the benefit of full auto now um we're gonna yeah let's i'll talk about overwatch fire before i read chat as a fast action one action point you can assume an overwatch position aiming in a specific direction it's a 90 degree direction again i i do almost all of these examples on that combat video if you can suffer through all my tangents and disclaimers uh good half hour that video didn't need to exist but yeah okay there it is your aim covers 90 degree fire arc within your line with your line of sight in the middle you cannot assume an overwatch position when engaged in melee combat of course that that makes sense don't pull out the freaking protractors and compasses to figure out 90 degrees just look at your map and just say that's 90 degrees ish that's actually 92 shut up and i say this and this is the type of disclaimer i do this a lot uh, in that video Um, the reason i say this because i've heard that stuff come up I don't know if that's 90 degrees. I look at it's just a little bit. Of, it's close enough to 90 degrees. Everything should be approximate for you. Now, if you're going to 120 degrees, you're probably cheating. If you're only letting the player have 60 degrees, you probably cheating. But you know, just 90-ish degrees, okay? Overwatch means that you're ready to fire your weapon the direction you aim at any time during the coming turn. That means you can lose initiative, but as long as you're in an overwatch position, you'd still go first. From now until your initiative score comes around again the next turn. During this time, you can fire a normal shot costing 2 AP. Remember, your Overwatch shot still costs action points whenever you want to before any other actions are performed, even if they have been declared. For example, if an enemy within your fire arc wants to shoot at you, you can shoot him first. Your enemy cannot change your declared action after your Overwatch attack. If you and the enemy both are in Overwatch position or in each other's fire arc, as opposed to range combat role, free action for both of you decides who goes first. And again, that, that uh, is a little vague, I know, but that's for you to figure out at your table. A broken overwatch, and, and that's supposed to allow the game master to have the ability to make rulings over rules. As soon as you perform any action other than shooting at a target in your fire arc, your concentration breaks and your overwatch position is gone. This also immediately happens if you become engaged in close combat or you take damage. This doesn't mean that you can't get into Overwatch position again. It just means at this point, it's done. And now I'm going to look at chat. We have for chat. Close enough for government work. All right. What was that? Was that to me? That was to me. I agree with you. Rifts is already more gonzo. Yeah, Rifts is more gonzo than I enjoy as well. But I'm, it's slowly working on me. <laughs> it's slowly, you know, I still prefer the SDC games to the MDC games, but I get it. Always. Always. Uh...
1: Guys, Wait, so automatic fire can keep rolling. Yes, okay, so I answered that one. That's a low rolling die, yeah. Sometimes especially annoying since they uh, talk about other stuff. Cool, okay. Sorry for the people who have to pay, you know, deal with this on a video, but this is a live stream. all right yeah I,
0: uh, i'll be honest with you guys i don't know what uh what the announcement is all i know is that uh they've said that they're willing to come back got something to announce and we're welcome to have back as uh, so people who know know <laughs> join our discord and post your questions comments and concerns there like because I, I i have very little
1: like other than asking like so how's the family? to
0: directly ask those guys because I've kind of asked them everything that I want to. So it's up to you guys to ask the questions other than whatever it is that they announce because you know that'll be exciting, right? All right, let's move on here cuz people who are watching the video are going to be like what the f are you talking about? Weapons, weapons make you more effective in close combat. We already looked at that that remember defending against somebody who's unarmed i'm sorry if you're unarmed defending against somebody who's armed is minus two to your defense right well let's see what it says here bonus tells you what gear bonus modifiers you get to your attack roll so if you if you're using a sword in combat and it says plus two you get plus two to attack okay it can be positive or negative yeah there can be some clumsy weapons as well and i know that there are some there can be some clumsy weapons initiative Initiative on a weapon that modifies your initiative score on the condition that you attack with the weapon in the turn. We already talked about that in the last video. Did I say video <laughs> in the last video? Um, you have to use the weapon. You can't just say, because I'm carrying it, I get the addition bonus. No, you have to attack with the weapon that round. Uh, all right. Do, 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 do. Weapon damage determines how many points of damage are inflicted on your enemy if the attacks hit. So if your weapon says it does three damage, one success does three damage if you apply extra successes to it it's one additional point of damage so if you get 3 successes on a weapon that does 3 damage you could feasibly do 5 points of damage 3 damage for the first success 4 and then 5 damage crit tells you how many extra successes beyond the first one you need to roll uh to inflict a critical injury on your opponent that's right we talked about that already but I'll mention again since it's being mentioned here again if your weapon has a crit rating of 2 that means you have to use up two of your extra successes to apply critical damage. Range is the maximum range with the weapon can be used effectively. Light weapons require only half a row. And get, We have not talked about... I don't think we've talked about gear or encumbrance. It's like every other year Zero Engine game, half a row for light items, one row for normal items, and two rows for heavier unwieldy items, which uh, are, and you get a number of rows. I say row. I think it says items, whatever so if you have a strength of four that means you can have eight rows worth of items it's whatever your strength is times two heavy weapons require two rows in your gear list so that's a heavy item automatic weapons can be fired so it has to have this nomenclature this flag so to speak can be fired in fully automatic mode special means special features and modifications which are found in some weapons and when we talk about equipment in the next video then we'll Stress. Okay, now we're getting to the damage side of things. Hey, 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 get back over here. Uh, I already looked at chat, so off for now. Take care. All right, uh, have a good one, Per. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your time. I, I don't know if Elle was talking about this game. If you talk about this game, it's not... It's not complicated at all. It just has a few options to it. That, uh, yeah, I've had people actually say on that combat video that I did that the game is too complicated. Now, L might be talking to somebody else in chat about a completely different game, but I'm, I'm going to put it up here. Um, where some people post like, wow, that was way complicated. The reason it seems complicated is because two things. Number one, I'm doing a complete breakdown i'm explaining the stuff heathen dogs asking questions i'm giving myself 500 disclaimers instead of going point point. i had that one bulleted i didn't have it scripted so i probably should do a coriolis combat video that's just fully scripted instead of uh a stream but it's also because i did every feature i could think of grenade damage going prone fully auto praying to the icons praying at a chapel um darkness points i i i incorporated everything that i could find in this chapter into that and it took six rounds to go through that's why it seems complicated now if he's talking to somebody else that's fine but i just want to alleviate that that here and now
2: oh
1: um all right uh let's move on
0: anything more complicated than basic d well th- that's the thing is everybody has their own styles of play right uh i used to not like basic dnd because it didn't have enough rules remember like i said in the 90s i was very simulationist and i i didn't like the fact that it didn't have rules for it in the 90s i might have liked pathfinder i might have liked third edition dnd i don't know uh you know i mean it technically it came out in 2000 and i hated it so you know but now i i could agree with al as long as the game master is allowed to make rulings which game masters are always allowed to do that and l puts up with the rulings whatever that game master says and as long let me phrase that: as long as the game master is what i put in what i write in my book fair and reasonable a fair and reasonable game master can make any ruling he wants okay i now know what you're doing in your game that's fair and reasonable let's move on as long as he does it for the npcs as well as the pcs you know so i'm cool with that all right stress you start the game with a pool of mind points equal to your wits plus your empathy we already showed that on the character sheet a little bit ago when you are attacked in combat or when someone tries to use manipulation on you you might suffer stress which lowers your number of mind points from mental strength contact with the dark between the stars can also have this effect if something puts you to zero mind points you suffer a breakdown okay so you're not broken you're broken down you suffer a mental breakdown collapsing from fear or anxiety you can follow simple commands but not take any action that requires die rolls i should say die rolls not dice rolls that's weird after 1d6 hours you regain some control of yourself and 1mp is restored so you'll be at 1 but for 1d6 hours so that could be one hour that could be six hours Uh, you can only listen to simple actions. Like, go over there, go over there, you're no use to us. Okay, okay, I'll go over there. Or, okay, okay, yeah, 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 I'll go, go, go. You know, whatever. I mean, it depends on how you broke down. You could have shell shock. You could just be dazed and confused. Whatever. Skills. You can use either command or metacurgy to treat someone who has suffered breakdown. Hey, soldier, get back out there and get fighting. If your role is successful, that person... You are calming down, regains, or, you know, you could go the other way about that. If you, you know, that's the general patent way, right? Uh, you could also go, hey, man, we understand, we understand. Just just hang in there, buddy. You can do it. You got this, man. You got this, you know, however you want to do it. Whatever works for your character. <laughs> if your roll is successful, person you're calming down, regains MP equal to the number of sixes on your roll. So you'd make a command roll or metacurgy roll, and here, I'll just roll whatever dice I pull out of here. I rolled, I pulled four dice out of here. I got literally zero sixes because my dice my coriolis dice suck and so i didn't heal at all and he screwed. <laughs> okay. each attempt is a slow action each person can try only once recovery you automatically recover one mp per hour when resting so well what about this up here well this is if you're still under anxiety if you are able to rest oh, i'm sorry uh one mp per hour when resting i said this wrong i apologize and let me go back it takes you a d6 hours still to recover once you get that one MP, then you get one more per hour. If you've taken mine point damage throughout the fight, let's say you start with eight and you're down to four, you'll still just recover one per hour when resting. So four hours later, you can be back to max. But if you've suffered a breakdown, however, you run the risk of permanent trauma. Roll one die. If the result is a one, your maximum total of mind points is permanently reduced by one. So if you had that eight and you suffered and you were broken and you roll a one, you just roll one die. That's it. So it was a 15% chance if I got my math right. chance that you have a permanent reduction of mine points of 1. So it goes from 8 to 7 in that case. If you permanently drop to 0, you become a raving lunatic. And I love that a game doesn't have a problem saying that. This is why I love Free League. Time to create a new PC. Right there. Boom. You're in
1: the loony bin, buddy. Sorry, nothing more we can do for you.
0: Damage run the risk of being injured in combat everything from exhaustion to bleeding cuts and broken bones is summarized as damage how much damage you take is determined by your number of hit points starting hit points is the uh, strength plus agility score so think of it this way strength which is also kind of your constitution's ability to take the damage agility is your ability to avoid the damage all wrapped into one so it's kind of like real hit points right talents can modify your hit point total armor and this is one of the things that i was wrong about and i think i mentioned it last week But uh, I thought that Coriolis did the newer version of the armor, which is just, it's a static point system. It's not, it's dice. To protect yourself from harm, you can wear armor. The effectiveness of a piece of armor is described by its armor rating. So like if you're walking around in an exosuit with nine armor, that means you roll nine dice to avoid damage. When you take damage from an attack, roll a number of dice equal to your armor rating, each six you roll lowers the damage by one. So that person who remember before I did, uh, got four successes, right? With that fully automatic shot, Let's say that weapon does two points of damage. And I just said, screw it, I'm going to go for full-on damage because I need to break through this armor, try to break through this armor. So we had two for the first success, and then I had three more successes, so that's four, so we total five points of damage. Two, three, four, five. Boom. I would now roll, because I'm using an XO nine dice, which is all the dice I have in here because I think I'm missing one. All right, how many sixes do I get? Nine dice! Let's see what my Coriolis dice do for me. One, six one success i'm telling you these coriolis dice suck Uh, (laughs) so one success so i would reduce that damage from five to four there you go the armor roll is a free action if damage from the attack is reduced to zero you escape any critical injuries as well so that means you uh, can't say that i took a critical injury. cover in a firefight taking cover behind something could save your life choosing something sturdy like a metal door frame or a brick wall Taking cover is a fast action. So if you're like, well, got to slip behind that thing. Separate from any movement required to reach the cover itself. So if it's a fast action to reach the cover, taking cover because you're positioning yourself properly takes another fast action. Covers also have armor ratings and work just like armor. So what does this mean? If you run to the cover and then take cover, that's two actions. How can you shoot? You'll have to do it as a quick action. That's the only way. Otherwise, this round, you're focused on defense. Now, if you're already near the cover you don't really have to move you just have to take cover well then you can take cover and do a normal action uh but uh so covers also have armor ratings but only against ranged attacks cover and armor can be combined simply add the dice together so if you if you're behind like a door frame, which i think is like five and you're wearing this exo suit well that would change that nine nine plus five is 14 i'd have 14 dice to roll but on my dice i'd still take damage you can also lean on it when shooting for a plus-one modifier, but not a quick shot. So you can give give yourself a plus-one modifier. Now, this is where things uh, might start to seem crunchy, like, oh, my God, I can do this. Well, all of this is supposed to be common sense. Theoretically, I would say this is the rulings over rules, but because you know people are going to have this question, well, if I'm bracing on some sandbags, well, shouldn't that make my shot easier? Well, here's the rule for it. just plus plus-one. Don't overthink this is the problem with crunch games people overthink to try to get every modifier i shut that shit down Oops, sorry for the cussing i shut that stuff down think what are you doing combat is fast combat keeps moving well i have to figure out where i get the most advantage no you don't you're standing with analysis paralysis i'm moving on to the next character you're a dick yes i am what are you doing Okay, I'm leaning on the sandbags. I'm going to look around the corner. I'm going to shoot. Okay, well, you're leaning on the sandbags. That gives you a plus one. Looking around the corner isn't a big deal because you're still looking down your sight line. Roll roll your attack roll. Don't overthink this stuff and learn how to play cinematically. Being prone. If you're prone, enemies fire at you, suffer a minus one modifier. Why? Because you're a smaller target. This can be combined with the effect of cover. Also, you can claim the plus one fire support bonus when prone, even if you have no cover. Why do snipers like to lay down when they shoot? Why is Overwatch position? A lot of them lay down when they shoot. Now, not over Overwatches, and well, not all Overwatches are above, and not all Overwatches are laying down. But why do they do that? Because it provides you cover and gives you stability. That's why they do it. Broken. If you drop to zero hit points, this is damage side of it. You are broken, unconscious, or paralyzed with pain, and in no condition to keep fighting. You cannot perform any actions that may Test any skills. All you can do is writhe in pain and cry for help. Further normal attacks that would put you below zero hit points have no effect, but you can still suffer additional critical injuries. This comes up in that video that I talked about where uh, there was a a discrepancy in the amount of damage that somebody took. And it was because, well, because he was already brought to zero, and you don't take any more damage once you're brought down to zero. What you do then is you just turn them into critical injuries. Okay. Being broken is not fatal. Only critical injuries can actually kill. There are only two. Now, so how do critical injuries work? You, we already looked at those successes, right? Yeah, if you get extra successes. You roll 2d6, and there's a chart. I do not have the chart in front of me, so I don't know what the number is. But I rolled a 56. Oh my god. I rolled a 56. That's probably pretty bad. What I can tell you is if it had been a 65, that'd be instant death. I remember 65 and 66 are instant death. 64 is you're going to die pretty dang quickly but there is hope but since it was 56 it's probably just something pretty bad and i don't know where the chart is in the book and i'm not going to go look it up right now but just know that a critical entry now if that had been a 16 it's not much it's like you know uh maybe minus minus one to movement or something like that so it starts off pretty innocuous and gets pretty high there are talents that will allow you to roll more than once or you can spend extra successes to roll more than once so there's a 56 well what's my other role 31 well obviously the 56 is better than the 31 so i'm gonna choose the 56 so you can do that but you have to spend the extra successes to do all right first aid someone can help you back to your feet by administering first aid to you this is a slow action demanding a medicurgy roll uh the medical equipment at hand determines what modifies it's just a like gear dice so it acts as gear dice so if you have something in your hand you know uh, uh, Basically, if you have a good first aid, you know, a science fiction first aid kit that can ca- cauterize or heal a wound, you know, do that little laser scalpel thing, you might get plus two to your Medicare G roll. But without any medical equipment, the test cannot be attempted at all. You need to at least improvise something. Now, what's a good example of improvisa- improvisation? Wow, I can't even say the word. A splint. There you go, a splint. Hey, I need a couple of strong, uh, strong branches and I need your belt and your shoelaces and you can make a split, you know, but you need something. If the roll is successful, you get back up immediately, regaining hit point equal to the number of sixes on the Medicare G roll. Okay. Of course, that's all going to be determined by the type of, you know, critical hit that the person took. And is that it? Are we done? I thought we had vehicle combat. Oh, we do. Oh no, we have critical injuries. We'll look at that in a moment death and healing okay atypical that de- yeah we got a bit more to go got a bit more to go so oh here we go let's let's just how about this we already know how cover works so we can probably skip uh we, we know how damage works we know how armor works we've already talked but we already know how cover works we talked about that so here's your cover uh a door was four okay i thought it was a five the inner wall is a five a door was four either way but there you go. Remember, that adds on top of the armor that you're wearing. So if you're behind a brick wall and you're in a a, a light exosuit, which is like 6, 7 plus 6 would be
1: 13. Okay. Uh, severity. Severity.
0: We can skip uh, for every extra six you spent. Okay, we can skip that. Effects of critical injuries. Most critical injuries have two effects. One immediate, such as making you fall over and being stunned, and one long term, giving you negative modifiers to one or more skills. Stun. The stunned effect is your stun for one turn. It means you lose all remaining action points in the current turn, if you have any left, or in the next turn, if you have none left this turn. Okay, there you go. Basically, you use a round of actions. Uh, this is, uh, These are some medical equipment and how it affects... Your medicurgy roll. So yeah, that splint, those two sticks, a belt, and a shoelace. Uh, it's gonna be a minus one to the roll. Your doctor's bag zero. But if you come up to here, you get a. You have a whole trauma lab, which is uh part of a ship, which is a ship's module. So you have to be on the ship. Well, you'll get plus four. Death. If you suffer a critical injury described as fatal. So and must give you first aid, or you will die when the listed time runs out. So, uh, in that combat video, that I talked about the guy had a severed aorta. One d six, I think it was minutes. Was it is either rounds or minutes? I forget. So one d six minutes to live. If that first aid roll to get in there with one of these items wasn't applied to that character, like a trauma kit plus three, that character is dead, and there's no resurrection. Proceeds slow action, requires successful medicurgy t- tests modified by the available medical equipment. Remember, you only get one chance. Only get one chance. Yeah, there it is right there. Each person who try- can uh, attempt to treat you can only try once. Get a second chance, better medical equipment is needed. <clears throat> if you are both broken and have sustained a fatal cr- uh, critical injury, two separate medicurgy roles are needed. One to get you back on your feet and the other to save your life really the important one is to save your life The getting you back on your feet that can be important but look get, get back on your feet and i already said this before 65 and 66 are simply kill you i think one lops off your head and one goes through your heart or something like
1: that. healing
0: each critical injury below list it's healing in uh, time in days usually with a number of d6s someone gives you a medical treatment during recovery time Uh, that person tests metacurgy modified by the available medical equipment if it should be recovery times reduced by half yeah so if you got like a, a leg damage now not everything is in days and i might be confusing forbidden lands with uh with coriolis and if i am my apologies but just as an example you could have like a broken leg which is d6 weeks that would mean you're minus two to attack and half your movement rate for d6 weeks so let me roll this d6 i got a three that's three weeks now if a successful metacurgy roll is accomplished during that time it cuts it in half so a week and a half now that's up to you if you want that to be a week and a half if you want that to be rounded to uh, simply two weeks or one week that's your business but still atypical damage atypical damage is done a little differently this is grenades are an example of atypical damage there are many ways to get hurt in the third horizon some do atypical damage is as a rule atypical damage is determined through a dice roll where each six means you take a point of damage so everything there is normal right oh here's the critical hit chart everybody at home roll a roll a 2d6 as percentile i'll keep this on the screen here you can pause it and see what you come up with here i'll even do it all right. Oh, I got a fourteen. So we're right there. I got a sprained ankle. That sprained ankle is not fatal. You immediately fall down, but then you are minus one to dexterity. That's a skill and infiltration for a d six days. And medicurgy will reduce that. Now I know some of you being, man, I had a sprained ankle and I was out for weeks. This is a game of cinematic characters. Deal with it. Let's let's scroll down here. Let's do the thirty three through whatever. Can I get a thirty three through whatever? no i got a 12 <laughs> okay go ahead and roll there you go 21 oh that's not it look i'm going to do the 32 oh it's one above whatever i suppose there you can do your own die rolling and then oh now we're getting to the bad stuff that's 64 severed aorta it's fatal and it's minus one to the test so already it's minus one to the test and you have to have the right equipment die in d6 minutes you're unconscious for a d6 hours and then minus two to dexterity. And that's if, you're, if you survive. Heal time for that is 2d6 days. That might want to be
1: but you know, hey. You got a 23? Well, let's
0: look up at your 23. You had uh, broken toes. stunned for one turn. Minus two to dexterity and infiltration for 2d6 days. Basically, out, 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 for, for 15 to 20 seconds. <laughs> that's why you're stunned for one turn so you're hopping along now let's get back to atypical weapon damage atypical weapon damage usually has a weapon damage of one the first six cause one point of damage critical injuries atypical damage can result in critical injuries as well but only if the attack leaves you broken that now this was a mistake that i made i think in that video and i did call myself out in that video you cannot assign critical injuries unless the person is broken crafting gamer for two dollars says he got a gouged eye since he said that and he paid for it i'll go back and look at it where's gouged eye what number was that gouged eye gouged eye 35 stunned for one term he's like oh my god i can't see Jeez. ah then minus two to observation you know peripheral vision is hurt permanent ugly scar oh that's forever you got that scar right across your eye you know there's a game i played and i don't know what it is that actually made that a 50 50. Or was it 30? No, it was 33, 33, 33. Essentially, you had a 33% chance of going ugly, 33% chance of nobody caring, and a 33% chance of that increasing your charisma, because that was a cool scar, and I can't remember what game that was. But, uh, your minus two to observation, you got a patch over your eye for 3d six days. So there you go. And Kokushuko says chicks dig scars. There you go. Okay. Uh, uh, if you drop to zero, okay, if, uh, and there are extra sixes left unused, check the crit rating of atypical damage in question. If enough sixes or less you are left, you suffer a critical injury. Critical injury from atypical damage is usually not rolled on table five six. Atypical damage has a special crit injury at the bottom of the table. So let's look at that. It says right here, unconscious. So if you take atypical damage, you're unconscious until death or until first aid is given, and it'll be described in the weapon. That's the thing. It can be fatal. It's described in the weapon, so you really need to look at the weapon to de- determine if it's uh, what's going to happen. All right. Falling. I'm not going to actually cover this. You can, you can read it there. You can take falling damage. You can take drowning damage. You can take fire damage. So why did I all of a sudden stop reading the book? Because I think we understand how damage works. Now we're getting into the specific of, of different types of damage, and I don't think we necessarily need to cover that i will cover explosions though because this is how grenades work and that is a weapon you throw the strength of an explosion is measured in blast power when an explosive detonates the gm rolls an attack with a number of dice equal to the blast power so if you have a grenade and has a blast power of six you're rolling six dice and you roll once for each person within close range of the explosion i house rule this i actually think it's written in the book as an optional rule but either way i house rule this i roll once if there are like six people in that blast radius, I'm not rolling six different types of damage. I roll the damage one time, and then just go from there. Everybody takes the same damage based on armor and so forth. Uh, you might have some cover that helps you out. There are things that can help you out soak up that damage, but I only roll one time. I'm not rolling for every single person. Armor may be tested. The crit rating of normal explosions is two. That means uh, you have to have you have to spend two successes per uh to get a a critical injury uh so critical injuries caused by explosions are rolled on table five six like a regular critical injury so blast radius powerful explosives with blast power of seven or higher may wound people at close range and beyond what you do there is at close range it's seven but at short range it's one now, it's only one die, so chance of getting damage... Oh, I just got a six. That's awesome. So I did get damage on that person. But you minus six from the roll. So let's say you have a blast power nine grenade. You whip that thing out there within close range, which is only two meters. I know army folks are going to be like, well, we're we're told to stand six meters apart, if that's still a thing. I, I was trained to stand six meters apart, so that if something is thrown there, one person might go down, but the rest... Uh, good probability. You're not. Well, In this one, it's just 2 meters. And then it goes out to the next uh, range. But that's fine, because if you have Blast Power 9 weapon, you'll have Blast Power 9 at close range, and then Blast Power 3, because it's minus 6 for people in in close range. And close range is a pretty big range. That's 10 meters, so... The crit range of normal explosions too, but bombs containing shrapnel such as nails or ball bearings as well as some forms of grenades are more lethal. Explosives that spread shrapnel damage have a weapon damage of 2 and a crit rating of 1. We by now should know how that works. Okay, Coriolis Coriolis is not mainly a game about oh sorry, Coriolis is not mainly a game about survival unlike Forbidden Lands which I'd say does have a lot of survival elements in it, but you could well up in a situation where you don't have enough food or water. I am not going to cover this. It's on the screen, it's big, you can read it. Okay? But just know that you can suffer critical injuries from hunger and thirst, but it takes a while for that to happen. Radiation is as you can see, there's something cold. Vacuum is something to worry about. I mean it's space, right? Um here.
1: That's probably something. No. No, I'm not gonna cover it. I'll leave it on the screen long enough for you to pause. And then here's the other part of that. If you
0: really want to read it, you can pause it. By this point, you either like the combat system or you don't. Radiation, yes, there's absolutely radiation. Uh vehicles. All right. I think vehicles are the last thing. We're finally done. Finally done. Vehicles are the last thing. Third horizon is home to many different kinds of vehicles. Driving under normal circumstances requires no dice rolls. Again, under normal circumstances, and that's the way every game should be. You don't have to roll dice to go to work. Okay. Wow. I went from 15 people watching to nine people watching. I think it said seven a moment ago. So you all are hating this, but that's fine. I don't care. You can continue to hate it. Uh i know it's a little boring we're doing it we're doing a read through we're doing a deep dive and we're we're explaining it's not for everyone but uh you know i appreciate the people who are hanging up uh more advanced maneuvers demand pilot tests note that pilot is an advanced skill unless you have a skill of at least one in pilot you don't get to roll for it and fail the test automatically so you can still drive back and forth to work but if you're trying to do any sort of racing or you know crash up derby or anything like that the modifier you get to your pilot test when performing challenging maneuvers is your gear bonus. Small agile vehicles generally have higher bonuses than large heavy ones. I don't know if we're going to look at those types of vehicles today. I think we might, but I'm not exactly sure. We're not going to, by the way, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the equipment video, which will be the next one, just enough to look it over so you can see what's in the game and kind of how the, what the numbers mean. But we're not going to dive into all the pieces of equipment. Hit points, how much damage a vehicle can take before becoming wrecked. Wrecked is like broken. Movement rate, fuel, that's right. Uh, vehicles need fuel. And here are an example of a few. Here is an example of a few. So armor, gyro, uh, sorry, gravcraft has no bonus, has 40 hit points. Wow, that's got a lot of hit points. Movement rate is 16, so it's not the fastest out there, also not the slowest. Heavy armor. And can hold 8, eight passengers. So it's a good APC now grab bike zoom 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 thing is fast as heck right but only has eight hit points but it gets a plus two bonus to pilot test because you know motorcycles are nimble and you can see the rest there vehicles in combat The main thing, you know, we already know how to shoot guns. The main thing to understand about vehicles is that you can ram. Most vehicles can be used as weapons, simply ram your enemies. It counts as a melee combat attack, but you test pilot instead of melee combat. What's a melee combat attack? Well, that's a two-action ability. Don't forget vehicles gear bonus. The weapon damage is equal to the vehicle's hit point divided by five rounded up. So let's look at this APC. Hit points divided by five. So that's eight dice. Oh, no, that's eight damage. That's because damage is a damage rating damage equal to hit point uh, divided by five rounded up so if you hit that's eight damage from just smack and if you get extra successes that's going to be more so you don't want to be mashed by an armored gyro or gravcraft it's going to run you over and splat you the grav bike on the other hand well let's see what is that again uh damaged vehicles is uh I'm afraid oh my god I'm not seeing it. Vehicles suffer damage like people each point at lowering 0.51 with vehicles. How did I just lose this? And I was set it like 14 times. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. Weapon t- the weapon damage equaled the vehicle's hit point. I thought it was lower for some reason. Divided by 5. So, hit points divided by 5 rounded up, so, well, this divided by 5 is what? 8 divided by 5 is 1, but you round up because there's remainder, so that's 2. That's Two points of damage for getting mashed by a bike, plus however many he rolls on that pilot test. Okay. Damage to vehicles. Vehicles suffer damage just like people. Each point of damage lowering the vehicle's total hit points by one. When the vehicle hit points drop to zero, the vehicle's wrecked. Vehicles don't suffer critical injuries. Most vehicles have armor, which works just like armor does for people. You can use your vehicle to ram other vehicles as long as your vehicle has as many hit points as the enemy vehicle. What? So what that means is you're not going to take your little bike and ram that armored gravcraft craft, unless this thing is all but dead Roll the attack like you would if you' were ramming a person, the damage from your attacks inflict on the enemy vehicle. Passengers in the vehicle are only hurt if the enemy's vehicle' hit point drops to zero, in which case all passengers suffer the, main, or the same amount of damage as the vehicle did. And then it gives a couple examples there that you can read if you buy the game yourself. And I think we're done. We are finally done. Oof. That might have should have been three videos, not just one. Next, we're going to talk about weapons and equipment. I'm going to look at some chat first. Get this off the screen. And I hope that wasn't too dry, but, you know, combat... If you were here for the Mutant Year Zero, you probably, like, a lot of that was familiar, but, you know, a lot of it was also different. So like, subscribe, and share. Really appreciate that. Let's uh, see what people
1: are saying. Uh, Okay, just some jokes going on, no problem. (laughs) You lost your arm? Let me get my lightsaber to close up now.
0: Remember, Star Wars is also a cinematic game. A lot of things happen in Star Wars that just wouldn't happen in real life, but it's a cinematic game, it's okay. Or a cinematic setting.
1: Okie dokie. Weren't a lot of comments for the rest
0: of this. I think I covered most of it. And if I didn't, well. Oh. oh. Ooh, Rex Steel says, I'm afraid freely games be too crunchy for me. Well, they cover a lot of situations, still sound pretty open and, very rest- and not very rest- Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I see. He said, I was afraid freely games would be too crunchy for me. That's the weird thing. And that's why I kind of don't like my actual combat example video. Not only do I have a million disclaimers that really take up time, that don't need to take up time, and it's not like it's right at the beginning and just fast-forward there. No, I do it throughout the dumb video. And Heathen Dog's interruptions weren't a problem. I mean, that's what he's supposed to do on a live stream. But I, I, I find reasons to get off track. Let's put it that way. But it covers so much. And I do, if you read the comment section there, you'll see that I do have a few comments like, wow, this is, this is crazy. This is way too complicated. It's not. I just unfortunately presented it as too complicated. It gives options. It gives a lot of options. And doesn't give every option, but it gives a lot of options so that you can make those rulings. If you decide that, you know, this isn't covered exactly right, then just go with it. You have the framework. And this is the word I like to use. You have the framework there to make your own rulings but enough tactics and enough um, options for players and you as the game master to spend darkness points on for your, to have meaningful combat within that framework. So yes, it, it take a little bit to learn, but uh, it's, not a, uh, it's not difficult at all. I, I think with a sci-fi game, you have to have some of those as well. I mean, Mutant Year Zero is pretty easy. I mean, guns were broken. They're basically musket loaders right and uh everything else was just more like fisticuffs cuffs and dealing with rot and people trying to bite your head off that made combat the combat rules easier now you have to deal with laser weapons and and sonic weapons and magic which we you know we'll talk about much later and uh starships and people running you over and you know overwatch positioning and so forth because it makes sense in a sci-fi game you got to have rules for that so i'm I'm glad you feel that way i'm glad i'm glad you see that it could get crunchy you know if it's written differently and i probably presented as crunchy but really isn't right that's it then uh next video uh is hopefully going to be a short one we'll see how how chat and commentary goes but uh oh my god thank you side ghost best comment of the day Gen Con freely said they're starting to reprint Mutant Year Zero books. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because that is, I get a bunch of comments about that, like, you can't find the books, can't find the books, can't find the books. That is absolutely fantastic, especially Mutant Mechatron because people are having a hard time getting a hold of Mutant Mechatron. That is great. I hope they have a better printer, though. Now, why did I say that? Uh, Also, you're going to get the book that says Grunt and Not Slave, so that sucks, but uh, all of the full-color Free League books fall apart my Coriolis book is and, and I found out like where it is it's actually it's in the binding down here it's it's just not good it's just not good um you, I don't know if you can see it on the stream but the pages bow out uh, I got you know I got that little stepping there it actually is arced out here like but it only happens to their really beautifully made full color books the black and white books that are on we'll call it more matte pages are fantastic almost indestructible it's just these full color beautiful books that have the problem so i hope they either find a new printer or or
1: handle that but uh
0: so uh, but that's great that's great to hear also i think uh, they're supposed to be coming out with a fifth mutant year zero game called mutant at astra or at astrum i forget uh i've only heard rumors about it i hope it's true hope it's true yes the forbidden lands book and malachi i'll say the forbidden lands book which is digest size but also the vason book which is full size like this one are absolutely wonderfully bound are well put together those books are indestructible
1: so yes yes i agree
0: With that, please like, subscribe, share, share yes, share this video, share this video uh, with people that you think would like Coriolis. These are deep dives, and I do have plans next year to do some how-to's. So maybe I'll do another combat video that isn't uh, isn't as obnoxious as the one I have now. But I will put that combat video probably in the description of these last couple of videos, just so you can watch it because it does do the step-by-steps of things that are happening. Uh, but I'll probably do another one next year. We're going to do some more how-tos next year, but unfortunately that is next year. But these are deep dives, and we're reading through this, and I hope you're enjoying this to get a full full aspect of the game. Go buy the book. Go play Coriolis. Absolutely fantastic game. And uh, yeah, I hope you like it. With that, I will see you in the next video where we
1: talk about weapons and equipment. I don't know why I did that, but I wanted to. You can't stop me.
0: to thank all the people that are still watching the live stream you guys are hopefully this isn't too boring i know it's a read-through but uh and there's no heathen dog antics you know what that's probably good did you know that he missed the last combat video too when i covered it in uh mutineer zero and it was probably good that he missed that one as well not because he does anything wrong in the video no 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 it's because it's so long he might not even get his segment so i think this uh i I think i think this i think this is working out this way
1: anyway get that full screen
0: all right four our sixth i know it's technically seventh now but i'm i i split up combat into 5a and 5b because i just thought it was a little bit too long uh for the way it was But for episode six, we are now going to talk about weapons and equipment. I hope this video isn't going to be too long. We'll see how chat is, because I want to answer chat's questions, of course. But we're going to look over all types of equipment, from clothing to weapons to vehicles and whatever else is in this chapter. It won't be spaceships, though, because that will be next week. We're going to be talking about, I guess you'd call it, ground equipment and personal equipment. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. Join us Thursday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv legionofmyth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Here on our youtube channel you can watch these game related segments live every sunday at 1 pm central time or check out the friday night show stream where our panel of guests opine comment and editorialize on the ttrpg hobby as a whole please like this video and leave a comment to appease the algorithm gods share this video on your favorite social media platforms to help us peer out of the shadows cast over us and if you have not done so already, please subscribe to Legion Myth for more tabletop RPG goodness. All right, Flady, you beat me to the bop. I was about to type it in, and I saw pop, I was like, "Dang it, <laughs> you beat me to it!" And if you don't know what I'm talking about out there in, in video land, it's chat in the live stream. It's, that was funny. That was a good one. All right, let's uh, let's now look at Coriolis, our wonderful cover there. I really do. I love the art in Coriolis, and that's why I don't like complaining about the book quality, but it's also why I also, also why I also, wow. Uh, I'm very adamant about the fact that it's all of their high quality color. The Alien book does the same thing to me. The Mutineer Zero book does the same thing to me. On the other hand, the Forbidden Lands book's fantastic. Basin, fantastic. Just different style. Uh, The One Ring book is fantastic. So, Anywho, the art in here, also Fantastic. We're going to be doing weapons and equipment, which, if I remember correctly, is on page one that's oh. We are not going to look through. Okay, I was wrong. It was not one hundred and ten. Oh my god. Your go, weapons are one hundred and five. Apparently, huh, is what it is. We're not going to look at every piece of equipment. We're just going to get an idea. Uh, technology tiers. This I am going to talk about because this is uh, each world's a little different. The technology of Third Horizon is divided into different tiers. Primitive ordinary and advanced and you'll see those letters on um, on some of the equipment plus the mysterious faction technology and whatever the portal builders left behind if it's understood at all primitive technology is the remains of tech brought by the first waves of first-come colonists adapted to the local environments and materials ordinary technology is the bulk of everything produced and used by ordinary people with exceptions for the more barbaric areas or Or colonies. Oh no, said barbaric. What meanies? Ordinary tech is produced in modular design to make repairs and modifications easy. It's exported and imported all across the cluster. Advanced technology is the high end of tech available on the open market as long as you can afford it. Have the proper connections and uh, and make the purchase in technologically advanced places such as Coriolis, the conglomerate, the monolith, and other large trade stations. There we go. Restricted items. Now remember, there's a talent. There's a talent to get around this. Certain items, regardless of tech tier, are hard to come are harder to come by than others. They could require certain licenses, be outlawed, or just be available to those with friends in the right places. These items are marked with an asterisk. So anytime we see the asterisk, let's remember that's a restricted item. Indicated that they're restricted items. Restricted gear can only be purchased by PCs with the licensed talent. Oh, it says it right there. Nice. Faction technology technology of the factions usually called faction tech differs from advanced tech mostly in its availability or rather lack thereof. Advanced technology can only be pers- advanced technology can be purchased by anyone on a core world with enough burr, but the faction tech is available only to a select few who have pledged their allegiance to the agenda of the faction in question and we will talk about factions I don't know when, a couple weeks from now. Huge amounts of burr will of course also be necessary faction tech is not described in detail in this book as will not be available to new pcs the only way to come by is through contacts in a faction or theft portal builder technology relics from the portal builders and other old artifacts are only understood by a few people in the horizon both foundation and the special branch are rumored to have cracked some of the secrets of the portal builders play mercy of the icons that uh that campaign setting. For common people only the light globes and the healing scarabs are available, but very expensive. PCs will most likely not know any more about artifacts than this unless they're professional archaeologists. All right. So uh primitive, ordinary, and advanced, you can see there, restricted asterisk. Uh also uh these are the uh I can't talk. Uh, weights of the items: light. Remember, it takes up half a row. Heavy takes up two rows. Normal, not marked, takes up one row, and tiny, no rows at all. All right, let's just start looking at these things. I don't know what airsh is, but uh, I'll scroll slowly. But uh, that's primitive. That's ordinary. Get the idea. Let's just look at. Uh, well, let's look at communicators because that's something that I think every character is going to have. Communicators can send and receive sound and video. It can also be used to take pictures and record shorter film segments. This is your Vimeo (laughs) or Vines. It's your Vines, Uh, sometimes called a comlink. Personal communicator for short distances, about 10 kilometers. Short range is a a level two communicator for longer distance, up to 50 kilometers. Model is bigger, but usually still handheld. The antenna design varies. I I liken this to the old 1980s uh, cell phone or or mobile phone. (laughs) Long range communicators for long distance, up to uh, 100 kilometers usually handheld still and then orbit powerful communicator that can reach the orbit of a planet this model is so big it must be carried in a harness and requires cells to work so this is like your radio your world war ii radio comm operator in terms of just picturing uh how big the device is but there you go so if you have a per, uh, personal communicator rank one you know you're talking up to 10k it's like a walkie-talkie smaller than that uh and then you know get your short-range long-range orbit all right, let's zoom out we're going to spend most of our time looking at uh, weapon living expenses there you go that's how much it's going to cost you a 50 burr i don't know what the uh does it say how often i don't know if that's a week a month a year doesn't matter you'll figure it out when you play the game it's not that's not an important thing for us to talk about today now let's look at this pulse function this is still the communicator by the way Pulse function. This is restricted. Why is it restricted? Well, it's an add-on function available for all communicators. It collects all data in a message and transmits it in a short burst, making it harder to intercept, triangulate, and decrypt. Minus two technology roll to do any of that. Pulse function is a restricted technology.
1: Computers. Get falafels. (laughs) It's food and entertainment. Did
0: I miss? Nope, that's the full page. Everyday items, this is how much they cost. Again, we're not gonna spend a lot of time focusing on this. Equipment is kind of boring. I know that we're we're gonna spend a little more time when we look at weapons and vehicles, just so you can see how they look, because we talked about combat in the previous videos. And so we'll take a look at that here. I just wanna give you an idea of what is in your voice amplifier voice amplifier usually looks like a tube one speaks into carrying one's voice up to 100 meters it's a megaphone close in the horizon remember it's got a very arabic feel which i really do i like that aesthetic i just can't personally do it myself properly so i would remove it i'd let people still wear the dress but i would remove the arabic aesthetic kind of like you know if i were to play firefly i'd remove the chinese aesthetic because i wouldn't be able to do it properly but other than that, I do like it. And it's not because I'm a I'm uh cultural appropriation or something. No, I believe in uh, it's cultural appreciation, not cultural appropriation. And it's just I wouldn't be able to do it properly, even as somebody who lived in Kuwait for a year as a contractor. All right, so here are metacurgy items. I think we looked at some of this before, how much they cost, how much sizes the tech tier. So, mind-enhancing narcotics are restricted for some reason, but they're ordinary.
1: (laughs) This is advanced spider doctor, and I'm not going to lie, I don't know what this is. I don't know what a spider doctor is. But it's a heavy item. And, I mean, we can look at what, what, let's, let's look at
0: a spider doctor. It's a spider. Trauma, mind, pedos, trauma, it's poison. Spider doctor. An autonomous... Ooh. An autonomous field medic unit with a spider-like design. Diagnoses the patient, initiates treatment, and reports to other units via level 2 comm. Level 2 com, if needed. Applying a spider doctor to a wounded person is a slow action, but after that, it acts independently with WITS 5, g 3, rolling eight dice. Spider is a full trauma kit, but no bonus. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. So you put this weird spider-looking robotic thing on, uh, <laughs> on, on somebody, and it does its job. I'm gonna put a face hugger on you. Don't mind me. Some more equipment here. Again, not gonna stress over what it all is. Lots of equipment in the game. Unlike like Mutant Year Zero, where everything's an artifact, there's lots of equipment in the game. Stop on that piece of art for a moment. survival and colonization. You can get some artificial gills.
1: Help you breathe water. Get a spider suit. We all need one of those. Hyper rope. That's
0: better than regular rope. So let's actually look at hyper rope for a second. So you see this bonus of plus one? Whoa, it's a tiny item so i don't know what hyper we might have to read this to find out what hyper rope is because it's a tiny item interesting well i don't know if hyper rope is used for climbing i don't know but let's just arbitrarily say because it sounds like rope and sounds like it'd be used for climbing that that's what it's used for this would give you a plus one to your climbing check Uh, let's look at unless we've already passed it we've already passed it. i'm not going to scroll back up spider suit water purifier we may have already passed it and these are, uh, these are exos and vehicles. Exos are body armor. Vehicles are obviously vehicles. Yeah, okay, it looks like we passed it. There's that armored craft. Pretty expensive. But there's a reason it's that expensive. A hand jet. I don't know what the hell that is. Is that some Iron Man stuff there? <sighs> I don't
1: know. Hyper sounds like monofilament.
0: You might be right. You might be right. Okay, you know what? Now you got me curious. Dang you people! You people in chat commenting on things. Where's hyper rope? Filter my hyper rope. Uh, a thin and incredibly strong rope that is fifty meters long. It's fifty meters long, but tiny. That means it doesn't take up even half a row on your, uh, uh you know, for encumbrance. Can be fastened to most materials. Cannot be climbed without special hand and foot grips, as the rope cuts like a knife. You look at that, Flady. You're on it. You are on it. The grips are included, though. Oh, so you get the grips. Gives a plus one to dexterity when climbing. So you have to wear those grips, but when you do, you get a plus one dexterity when climbing. So, it could, and that's because of the gear bonus. That that's already figured in with the gear bonus. You don't add them twice. So Flady's on it.
1: Flady's been smartified. Okay. Let's, uh, we're going to look at some, we're going to look at an XO or two here. Recon infiltration. Uh Uh-oh.
0: Mechanical lock paste, lie detectors. Again, lots of, you can buy an advanced scope. Notice that an advanced scope is restricted. A command unit is restricted. I think I used a command unit in the uh, example I used. Let's look at these two i'm not gonna look at them all but just to give an idea of weapons uh, gear and combat advanced scope an advanced sensor scope with gin protocols that calculate that basically means you know computer stuff uh that calculate recoil and movement of a shooter and target to provide an accurate firing solution snipers love this right makes it easier to hit with firearms plus one to range combat at short range and above does not work for quick shots makes sense okay Command unit. The command unit allows an officer to issue orders to her squad from afar and coordinate the action of fighters. Command is a skill that can give you bonuses. You will see that happen constantly in that video that I made on combat. The unit can also be used when exploring dangerous, difficult. Scroll down here. Uh, environments. As long as the unit is active, the person using the controls can command the linked fighters from a distance. That's a great, a great uh tool right there love it i love the command ability in fact i almost think it's overpowered but since the other
1: side can use it as well so okay i want to show off some uh i want to show off some exos here before we go i got to show off some exos
0: Uh oh oh there we go Reload, signal jammer, advanced ammunition is completely cell-based, and advanced magazine can be recharged at the station for 50 burr. Normal civilian cells cannot be used in a weapon as they require specially made versions. Weapons in our we right. Now, start, like, again, we're not going to look at all of these. We're just going to look at the pictures, and you guys can pause whenever you want to you know, learn more about them. I do like the drawings of the weapons. I think they really fit the aesthetic of the game pistols like this always drive me crazy like that seems so like heavy like i can't use that but it's the
1: aesthetic and i think i'm gonna sneeze i don't want to sneeze yep Uh excuse me uh oh wow at hey, that thing what is that
0: what is that thing oh it fires an explosive it looks like okay missile and grenade launchers here we go. Now, let's, let's look at some common weapons. A so Vulcan Cricket, for example, gives a plus one bonus. So this means when you're making your range weapon attack, range, range weapon is usually agility attribute plus range weapon skill. So let's say you have an agility attribute of four and a range weapon skill of three. That would be seven dice. Well, the Vulcan Cricket also gives you a plus one gear bonus, which means you'd be rolling eight dice. Easy peasy. Plus a whole bunch of other modifiers you can add on there because you prayed to the icons and so forth. Look at the watch the combat video for that. Initiative plus two. As long as you use the Vulcan Cricket in that round, you get plus two to your initiative roll. Remember, initiative rolls don't change. So if you roll a three for your initiative, your initiative is a three. But for every round you use the Vulcan Cricket, it's a five. It's that simple. Damage is two. If you get one success, you do two points of damage. For every additional success, you do one more point of damage. So it starts at two, then three, then five. Crit. It takes two six-sided dice. So if you get three successes, one to successfully hit do do and do 2 points of damage and two more, you can cause one crit. Has a range of short. It is a light item so it takes half a row on your um, on your character sheet. It is an ordinary tech so no big deal with it and it costs 700 burr. There you go. You understand how these were how this uh, chart works now? Okay, stun gun. Well, crit does stun. Tells you what it does. Just, it stuns you. Let's uh, look at armor. Can we find some armor?
1: Got missile launchers and... Types of fun stuff here. Missile weapons, that's right. Okay, and I'll leave this on the screen. I'm not going to read these, but it tells the different types of grenades you can have. And you can read that. Well, unless you're watching a phone, you can probably.
0: So, breach charges. Small breach charge, about 5 kilograms. It can go through thin walls, normal vehicles. And you got up to massive. Weighs about a ton. And, well, that takes out entire roads. Or blocks. Heavy for houses. So if you're taking down a bridge, chances are you probably
1: want a bunch of mediums or a few heavies.
0: And look, look at all these different types of items you can have. This is why it had to have all those different rules. Because it needed to accommodate this. That's the one problem with science fiction games, or even modern games, is you have to have all these features in place. There we go. Now armor. I think we're done after armor. No, no, we'll have vehicles after armor. Never mind. All I want to do for armor is, let's look at this. All right. Hopefully these are, sorry, these are primitive weapons and again the same stuff you're used to seeing
1: all right let's uh i want armor there's uh an ugly exo <laughs> and
0: there are different types of exos was there battle exos? i think it says up here yeah advanced sort of the battle exos are massive things designed only for stormtroopers and palace guards uh think of uh exo shells are spacesuits designed to protect against vacuum and other uh, hazardous environments but also offer some protection from violence yes you can fight in space there we go now we've got armor so let's look at um well i used the armored exo in in the example so let's just look at let's look at protective clothing no i want to get something with some features let's look at an exo shell so an exo shell is bulky It's a thermostatic suit. I don't know what that means. So probably protects you from heat and cold. Vacuum suit, which means you can uh, spend time out in space. And it comes with its own oxygen supply. So that's pretty cool. You can exoshell is something you can wear in space. It only has an armor rating of 2, so it's not going to save you a lot. But that little bit of armor might mean the difference between life and death.
1: Uh, john longshore that that's cool No, if
0: if you um so let me put that on the screen i can understand that people who have been playing traveler forever i can understand not wanting a different sci-fi game absolutely so that's cool i i'm a fan of free league system and even with the tweaks in coriolis here that are a little different than some of the other free uh, year zero
1: engine rules i like it
0: <laughs> I'll put that up for you, flady This is for you. There's the Piglet picture. I'll even Can I do this? Can I do solo layout from here? No, I can't. I'd have to do it from here. There you go. Let's do so. There's the Piglet picture for you. And this was made by Oh, who was it? I forget his name. The curator? Is his name... Uh, it was uh, somebody from uh the basic experts gilded server. There you go. There's the piglet picture. <laughs> right. Let's get that off the screen and so but anyway uh to uh just to follow up uh, john longshore makes a really good point uh if you've got another science fiction game you like i get it i absolutely get it i'm a huge fan of free league and unfortunately traveler people even though i did make my own traveler books you're all gonna laugh at me about my shorts i don't care um i made my own traveler books before i got kicked off the site that's actually the legion of myth font not the uh not the traveler font but you know because you know traveler doesn't have that but i put i put the books together into uh you know core rulebook supplements so forth but when i was a uh, i wouldn't say a kid when i was uh, in my 20s and i wanted to play traveler they made it sound like i had to have an mit degree to be able to play i wasn't allowed in the group because you know i didn't understand the you know the k k style star blah blah blah. like nope so i kind of had a bad uh, taste in my mouth about traveler folks and if i want to play traveler yes it's going to be traveler classic it's not going to be the mongoose stuff because i don't like mongoose as a company mongoose cried in its uh uh paranoia book about we don't say die we say dice because there's so much death in the world shut up
1: don't put that in your game
0: Thanks, Malachi. Yeah, I, I, I forget his name, but I appreciate that. Yeah, right. so it's the curator. Yeah, he did a good job. And you know what? The thing is, is I can I can make fun of that stuff as well. I, I think it's funny. So, <laughs> like, dude want to say I sound like Piglet when I'm uh, screaming, ranting, and raving. I'll go with it. I don't know what that is, Violence Solves Everything. I mean, I, I don't know the story behind that. So for now, I'm going to be ignorant and say I'm okay with this. <laughs> so <laughs> the less I know, the better. But back uh, back here, um, a blade of pads reduces damage from one hit. That's it, one hit by three, and then they're done. And then shields add to armor rating. So if you have a combat shield, it adds six to your armor rating. But it is a heavy item, and of course you're not going to be wielding two handed weapons or doing anything. Oh, traveler fifth edition. Okay, again, I I, almost for every game, there are a couple of minor exceptions, but for almost every game, the original is always the best to me, even if I don't know it, even if I know a different game better. Couple of minor exceptions to that, but uh, I generally like the original. Yeah, they put a bad taste in my mouth, but uh, I do want to learn it, and I am going to cover this book at some point. But I appreciate you being here, John Longshore. It's good to see you. Uh, John Longshore, I see him a lot over there on uh, the GM's Elcoves channel, which is somebody I really enjoy watching. Uh, not just, you know, I don't care about painting miniatures. I'm not a war gamer, but uh, GM's Alcove's got a really relaxing channel. He's a good guy. He runs games fantastically, even games I really hate, uh, <laughs> like Pathfinder. I remember I was in his Pathfinder game. So uh, that's a channel I think people should check out. Uh, reading Traveler 5 is like reading Lord of the Rings, okay? that people say okay i'll I'll read that later violence uh i'm not gonna put that here i gotta (laughs) keep moving on here but uh, i'll take a look at that okay so weapons can have features like being anti-vehicle anti uh or sorry armor piercing uh armor can have camouflage units oxygen supplies we're not going to look into all that thermostatic oh survival colonization all right that's a different
1: yeah that's cool you're welcome to
0: rant you know that (laughs) It's all good. Not like I don't rant. Ammunition sells and reloads. One unit of ammo is included when you buy a weapon. It could be a magazine, sell just a handful of arrows and bullets. And Coriolis, you don't keep track of the ammo. We already talked about that in the previous weapon. If you have purchased three extra units of ammo, for example, write reload times three in your gear list. Remember, reload is only important when the game when you fire fully automatic. You do three quick shots in a round, or the game master uses darkness points to make you get rid of ammo. Oh, look at this: cybernetics and bionics. Let's see what we can get here. Biosculpting, just like cybernetics, has its place within certain groups on the horizon, so does bionic sculpting. Although bigots and narrow-minded strongly disagree. <laughs> I love it. So let's see what kind of cybernetic implants you can get. You can get accelerated reflexes. It gives you this talent. Uh we sell it seller, uh, delecta flex plant, but the talent it gives you is accelerated reflexes. You'd, on your character sheet, you'd write body armor. But this would be like the company name or how you you know buy it on the market, which is cool because you know I don't like game terms mixing in with uh with fluff, I guess you call it with setting. It's like uh you know when when GM Zelkov was running the Pathfinder games, like okay, you're stunned three, that just sounds so computer gamey to me. You're you're at death two, like dude, you're dying, you're dying badly, you're bleeding out, <laughs> so. Uh, During the healing process, the painful wounds gives the PC minus two to all skill tests when you do bionics. Uh, I've been told by Ardenwolf, the Traveler 5 is unplayable, but worth the price of the books for the backstory materials to think about. Okay. By the way, John, just so you... uh, I streamed to multiple locations, so uh, the other person I was talking to is on uh, Rumble, and I can't put Rumble comments on the screen, so that's uh, apparently... There are multiple reasons not to get uh, <laughs> get fifth edition. There's some bionic sculpts you can regenerate. An example is like
1: Yaman's Closing Wounds. Okay.
0: And is that it? That is it. We're going into space next week. Now look at what we're going to talk about next week. Spaceships. And, and the problem with this chapter is it's all intermingled. So I don't know how I'm going to cover it. I'm going to have to reread the chapter because everything's mingled in. This is a long chapter. It's got Starship combat. It's got Starship uh, information. It's got uh, Starship art. It's got, it's like, and it's all kind of wrapped up into one. So like, I can't just do the first half for one video, the second half for the second video, and so forth. So, uh... All right. So let's get this off the screen. Let's see if there's any, there wasn't a lot of chat there, which is okay. Uh, I can actually move this over, because we are done with this. We're done. The Coriolis stuff for today. Like, subscribe, and share. I do appreciate uh, you guys watching. See what we've got for comments. Then we're going to move into the call-in slash full comment section. Which will be a different video.
1: And see what we got. Uh, it's over. On F11U. Over there. Oop. All right. And comment section. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, my comments are not popping up. Hold on. What if I do this? Nope. There we go. Finally.
0: Okay. Uh, do, 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 that's uh channel five. Just five. <laughs> uh, you guys talk a lot of which is fine moisture condenser does sound like a moisture evaporator probably is the same thing yeah at this point i'd say by the book did capcom rope did capcom invent that and then the beep bop boops at the beginning okay that's it so not a lot of comments which is cool
1: that's all right so again
0: you know uh, we're doing a deep dive i'm reading through this so that uh, and one of the things that i was told previously is that the other read-throughs weren't as read through as people wanted now i do get some complaints like oh my god you're just reading through a book that's fine then these videos aren't for you i get that but uh the bigger complaint was dude if you're going to read through the book and talk to us about it Don't skip half the chapter just because you want to move forward. So we're spending more time. Hidden Dog and I have talked about this. We're spending more time on diving into the book, which means Coriolis is going to be a longer set of videos than I thought it was going to be. I think next week was supposed to be the last week of it, but we've got at least three more weeks to go because I'm I'm spending that time because that was what the biggest complaint was. And I want to give you guys what you want. I don't have a problem spending more time on it.
1: But, uh... What's this?
0: Grim adopted your video response to comment. I don't know what that means specifically, but I'm sure that's about something else. I mean, I know who Grim is, and I think I know what you're talking about gender, but I don't know what that means specifically. But All right, ladies and gentlemen of the choir, I hope you like this video. I'm going to end it here. I hope everybody has a great week, and I hope you look forward to talking about spaceships and star travel next week. I hope everybody has a great day. Oh, and, and I get it. It's not for everybody. I, I love the Year Zero engine. I like Palladium for a more crunchy... for lack of a better term system. I like... because it, I mean, it has more attributes, has way more skills, it has, you know, more specificity. I love Palladium for that, and I love uh, the Year Zero engine for having more generalities. You know, It might be kind of crunchy in the rules, but it has more generalities. Four attributes. That's it. Just four attributes. And... This game has more skills than having 16 of them, but, you know, between 12 and 16 skills for the entire game.
1: Oh, you did? Okay. Did he... He made a response to me? Doctor, your video response to comments? Okay, I mean, I'll take a
0: look later. Uh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Yes, he has been doing that recently. You're right, making the... the I, I get what you're saying, yeah. I think it's a good way to do it. One, I think it kind of personalizes comments... And that's what we're about to get into here. It personalizes comments because you can see me talk about it. Uh, You know, I can't guarantee that the person's going to watch the video, but it also helps me catch up on comments that I didn't have a chance to read or I wanted to think about a response to. So I actually, I prefer doing these uh, video responses. Talking about that,
1: let's uh, get that on the screen.
0: And funny thing is, I can't find my... Response? Oh, my, my chat. Oh, there it is right there. So give me a moment while I get this set up. I gotta zoom in so I can't read <laughs> YouTube chat anymore because it's going to make it
1: really huge. Right there, I think. Yeah, right there.
0: All right, as always, for segment three, that's right, we skipped segment two. We had one, one, and three. <laughs> We're going to have YouTube comments. And we have our video or viewer call-in for those who do the call-in. No, I have not sent out the link yet. I haven't forgot. I just haven't done it yet for the viewer call-in check your audio and surroundings. I'm very uh, particular about audio surroundings. Don't need to hear keyboard typing, uh, dogs barking in the background, you know, your significant other screaming at the kids, you know, whatever else. So check your audio and surroundings. One question or comment related to segment one or two which basically is just everything we talk about Coriolis today, combat and equipment. I'll respond to it. You'll get one follow-up and then you're outie. Okay. This is, this isn't a conversation. This is like a radio call in. And of course, watch the language. If I get me kicked off. That's one thing. If you get me kicked off, well, I have nothing to live for and I'll hunt you down. (laughs) That's my story and I'm sticking to it. So let's get this on the screen. Let me get the link out now. Normally heathen dog does that. So there's the link to the YouTube folks, and here's the link to the rumbly folks. And now let me present
1: my screen. All right.
0: So that's about something else. Uh, That's about something else. Hold on. So what what did we talk about last week? Last week, we talked about... um, I forgot. Oh, Dead Rain and of course Coriolis. So that's what we'll talk about. Um, yeah, just just for. So what's his uh, indestructible idiot? Has people coming over to to our channel? I'm sure he's not sending them. I Even mean, if he is, I don't care. And they're coming over here, you know, to to make dumb little comments like this. Uh, one of the things I want to just say, and I'm saying it publicly here, Heathen Dog and I are on opposite spectrums when it comes to politics. So if you want to say I'm the right winger. You're right. Heathen Dog is not a right winger, but you guys are so far gone that he's a right winger to you. <laughs> okay. And I'm not going to get into Heathen Dogg's politics. Just know that we've had it out a few times over politics over the years. He is not a right winger. But because you guys are so far left of normalcy, uh, you see him as a right winger. And, uh, all right, let me get my Hawkman in here. I right, my Hawkman. What you got?
1: um you mentioned that there's stuff like cybernetics and stuff here and one thing i was curious
0: about is how much would those be like ghost in the shell or cyberpunk sort of Uh, not quite see i don't know anything about ghost in the shell so i can't answer that but as far as cyberpunk goes not nearly as cool as cyberpunk You, you can cyber out your character but it still won't be as cool as a cyberpunk or a Shadowrun character like uh, you'll have a couple of tweaks, a couple of abilities. You'll be a little bit stronger. You, you'll be a little bit more resistant, but you're not going to be like a street samurai or what are they called in uh, in a uh, cyberpunk? I forget. Well, this, cyberpunk also has the uh, concept of combat cyborgs, which those are people who have like all of the physical augmentations and like built-in weapons and stupid stuff. Yeah, you can do some of that it'll definitely give you an advantage. But they're also talents. They also have the weaknesses that we talked about the other day. And we'll, um, are we going to get, I don't think we're going to get into biosculpting and, uh, cybernetics again. That's something that I would suggest that people want to get into. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I'll just be open and honest about that. I don't complete solo. Thank you. Thank you. It's called a solo and cyber. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. If there's more about it, we can talk more about it, but ultimately, yes, you can have cybernetics. It will give you a slight advantage but you're not going to be walking around looking like a, a hulking, you know, uh, you know bat, uh battle armor. Well, or like Robocop, I suppose. Or, or like Robo. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right, my Hawkman, thank you very much. Have a good one. That was, a, that was actually a good question because, uh, one because I didn't, I don't have, I don't know the full answer, but it was also a good question because that I could see somebody wanting to do that. It's like magic. Magic isn't full on magic in this game. We kind of talked about that a little bit last week. They just turn into talents. The main thing is they turn into talents. One of the things you could do in Coriolis is you could be like, oh, I have a cybernetic arm, but give it no abilities, and then that just becomes a fluff, fluff deal. There's nothing wrong. You can have a cybernetic arm. Yeah, I got it cut off in the war. I got a cybernetic arm, but it just does the normal strength attribute for you. If you do that, you can do that. There's nothing, literally nothing wrong with that. But to get the abilities, well, then they're treated like talents. And then you'll have to buy the talents, and you'll have to pay the burr for the talents. You could effectively make yourself pretty tough, but you could also do that just through talents as well. So, you know, I, I know that there's some chat going on. I can't really read it right now. I will catch up on that, whatever you guys are saying. So if I'm missing questions, I'll try to get back to it. Um do I want to answer these dead rain ones or should I wait for heathen dog to come back next week and do that? I think I'm going to wait for heathen dog to come back next week and do that. So, uh, cause there are a lot of them. He got a lot of comments. And. Oh, here we go again. He's enjoying this until the totally unnecessary fat shaming. Then watching you double down out of great- I don't even know what I said, but yeah, I do fat shame. I fat shame myself. <laughs> like I, you know, fat is not healthy. You should not want to be fat, and fat is not beautiful. It's disgusting. There you go. Oh, hey, I said, not sure that I did that, but I'll triple down right now. Fat is not beautiful. It's disgusting and healthy. That's what I said. Uh, certainly, perhaps remember, majority of RPG players do not have a positive view of their body and don't need to be attacked. Yes, they do. Shame makes you change. Maybe not for everyone. Uh, all right. Let's see. Or you guys do really good reviews. Thanks. Hey, Ron Nyabadi comments more on the Free League stuff than he does on the uh, Palladium, but I absolutely love because uh, he's... Now, this is just a generic, you do a really good comment. I have no issues with that. I think it's a good comment. And I'm going to say thank you uh, to him for that. Uh, but he, he, he puts out uh, food for thought on some of the Year Zero uh, engine stuff. Talks about how he's done some of the Year Zero stuff in his games. And it's interesting because it's Usually different than what the book says. and so whether you agree with it or disagree with it, I think he has some uh, i hate I hate clicking these things. It feels so lazy to click them. So I'm actually gonna type thank you appreciate.
1: There we go.
0: patriotic Gestalt, I saw this and didn't respond back. patriotic gestalt has been somebody who's been really supportive of the channel. He's gonna get a like and a thank, and he has to, even though that's a uh, an old video, he has to get a thank you because he paid $5. So, dude, you rock. Thank you. For, hopefully, you're not hearing the click. I know I got to fix this keyboard. It used to be a silent keyboard. It isn't so much anymore because I, I lost the padding that went underneath it. Uh, if you're hearing the clicking, I hate it. You guys might not hate it as much as me, but I do. Thank you for the $5 and all of the support you. Have given us seduce.
1: I meant to say, dude.
0: <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, again, I I can't answer these. Hopefully, Heathen Dog gets to these. I'm I'm just not good. I like he knows way more about Dead Rain. I don't even care about Dead Rain. Keep on keeping on. I might not have any comments for. It. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Uh do, 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 do. I don't want to talk about that nonsense. There's a lot. Of, okay, here we go. Oh, I asked Heathen Dog to respond to these. Uh, apparently he did not, or maybe he responded to a couple. Nope. Apparently he didn't respond to them. Dang it, Heathen Dog. I sent him both videos too. Oh, so he did this one. So background. Okay, so he he responded to the ones he wanted to respond to. Okay, that's fine. Um Okay, so he did respond to a couple of those. So somebody said this old Battletech had a Vertech. Uh, so TC Shanks says uh, Battletech had a Vertech style fighter in the first book, but they weren't weren't they required to remove it when they got sued, either by HG. Yeah, HG's Harmony Gold, yeah, or Played him can't remember land air mechs were removed because they sucked and no one liked them. <laughs> the coincidence is that they were also removed because the three lambs, of land air mechs, Stinger, Wasp, and Phoenix Act were part of the lawsuit by Harmony Gold. Battletech ended up sort of winning that lawsuit, but many, many years later, after the damage was done. So, so Heathen Dog did respond to that one good. Okay. I, I don't know much about I know about the Robotech game. I don't know much about Robotech or Macross. My God, like nobody ever comments on my videos. WJ, I mean, wait, uh, WJ says, uh, shouldn't that be TMT after the bomb character? I don't know. oh 24-07. I I didn't watch it. I guess I'm gonna have to just go back and respond to most of these comments. Uh, what is Nightbeam RCC? Is there a mix of healer and plastic surgeon? That would have to be Heathen Dog. I can answer this one probably. Sorry that there's not a lot to comment to here. Uh, can Dead Rain? <laughs> Nobody ever writes about coriolis. Even though I had a back and forth, somebody there. That's good. Okay. Well, you know what? Screw this. Nobody ever wants to. Uh, Yormian. Could we give players more customers? Use the house rule. Okay. Yeah, I responded to that one already. And somebody commented here zero. Oh, coriolis. Cori- okay, Ron. Nobody <laughs> says thank you, Ron. I did respond to it, but. Uh, Oh, crap, I already replied. I hit the wrong button there. All right, cancel that. He says, the more you pray, the worse you make the world for everyone around you. Now, the reason he said that is because when you pray to the icons, the game master gets a darkness point. It's <laughs> like, so I never thought of it that way. That's dark. Yeah, so that was that was a good comment. Okay, so I did I did get a choreo. Oh, another one. At 145, when Heathen Dog says, does a woman have poop tornado coming? Oh, yeah, I've been talking about the poop tornado coming out of the artwork. Not going to comment on that. You guys saw it i didn't okay uh that's way too many comments on the oh no it's over okay this is boring i'm done we're done and nobody else wanted to call in that's fine i know coriolis does not get the views at all in any way shape or form that some of our other stuff does that's fine i don't care uh what do we got for comments here i spelled dude yes i did spell dude wrong you're right you like the dead rain content yeah i i don't my thing about this i thought dead rain actually had some really cool things to it i'm just so sick of zombie tropes you can't convince me that i that i'd want to get it but uh it definitely had some good ideas in it it's a palladium game and you know we support palladium games here yes (laughs) the answer is yes praying to the icons depending on how you define the term and yes, I know it sounds weird, but I gotta say it that way, is good with a little bit of bad. Here's the good. If you pray at a chapel, and if you watch my full-on combat video uh, that I'll, I'll link in the description of one of the, uh, the combat videos we covered today, one of the combat deep dives, can give you a plus two or a plus one to your rolls. Okay? So that's awesome. You want that. Uh, come on. Hold on. I'm trying to shrink. It won't shrink. Oh, no. Oh, crap hold on i have to there there we go um now, now i can read stuff again i have to be able to read your chat so i can give you plus one or plus two to your roles in a specific depending on which icon you pray to it also has the feature it's called praying to the icons you know in every other uh, year zero game it's called push your roll. push your roll. you failed or you didn't get enough successes you want to push your role well pushing your role in this game is called praying to the icons Anytime you pray to the icons for that purpose, the game master gets a darkne- uh, uh, yeah, darkness point. Which he can use against you later. So that, that's, that's the idea of it. It's mostly good with a little bit of bad mixed in. <laughs> You're funny. Funny man I'm hoping Kevin's big announcement was max, uh, max writing a dead rain supplement. Oh, sorry, sir. Although with as many times as I played uh, necromancers in games, I mean, I, I could probably do it. Uh... All right, let's. Uh, Free league store is confusing. I do kind of agree with you on that one. I wouldn't call it confusing, but uh, yeah, what package do I get? What items? Yeah, sometimes. I, am I getting a zit on my nose? What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kill raven. Same things. Yeah, the the don't really care for the system settings. Are I get it. I get it. That's cool. Not everything's for everybody, and you know, and that's one of the things that I say about gaming as a whole. Tabletop role playing games can be for everybody, but they're not for everybody. All right, just like games, any one of these games can be for everybody, but they're not for everybody, and that's just the way, just the way it is, and that's cool. And I know you, and that makes me appreciate you more, hanging around, listening to me talk about games that you might not be as fully invested in. I appreciate that. Uh, Mismatch doesn't say what you need to begin with. There are quick starts for most of the games. I don't know if there is for Coriolis, but there are quick starts for most of the games but i I can understand this i disagree because i do understand the sites but if i'm trying to take back and look back at it it objectively and like uh could this be a problem for somebody new just coming in yeah i could see that i could see that kokushuko says shaming can be healthy bullying hot take i know but i said no i agree shame and stigma are the best peaceful tools we have to discourage bad behavior let me tell one fat shaming story and then we're going to head out because this is a gaming stream. A lot of you've heard this before, but I'm saying again, when I was in Germany, I was in a car with a guy. We were driving down the road and there was this larger, to put it mildly, lady trying to run. And the guy in the passenger seat as I was driving was badonk, donk, go donk. And I was like, "What, well, dude, what's your problem? It's like, look at that fat whale we're trying to run. I said, yeah, that fat whale's trying to run. I will absolutely support people that are trying. They're trying to better themselves, even if it's the smallest degree. I'm not going to tease a fat person that's running. Because that person is trying. It's the people that are I'm just too fat, I can't do anything. Oh, it's glandular. I mean, there's technically a rationale to that, but not everybody. It's not glandular. It's because I eat like a fucking seven-year-old. Sorry for cussing. This isn't the Friday Night Chill Stream. Um, It's because I eat like a seven-year-old, okay? (laughs) I I eat processed food. I eat Chef Boyardee. I work out. I walk three miles a day at work. Usually, I try to. Sometimes, it's only a mile and a half. I can actually exercise. But I certainly don't look the way I want to look. I got a little beach ball down here. I'm fat, even if you guys don't see it. (laughs) So... Yes, Free League starter sets are a good deal because, you know, with the price of dice, because they're free. She may have been running to a Bratwurst sale. I don't know, but she was running. I know the area I lived in. That's not true. But (laughs) Um, don't ask too much for the icon. It's all game mechanic related. So really, you can do, you know, pray at the chapel or pray, you know, before combat starts, if you don't have a chapel, just pushing your roll is gonna give the game master dark side, darkness point. But the thing is, is they're supposed to get darkness points. That's just built into the game. You're supposed to get it. <laughs> All right, yeah. Your butt is wide. Well, mine is too. Better watch your mouth or sit on you. You gotta stop treating this like the Friday Night show stream. Okay, I think we're I think we're done here. This isn't the, the rando stream. Uh so. No words of dark... uh, Words of darkness. no words of wisdom today because I have no wisdom. Okay, because it came with both sets of dice. Uh, Got it. I'm not fat. I'm festively plump. You call yourself whatever you want. You call yourself whatever you want, fatty fat. Actually, I saw Malachi on on T-Shirt Historians yesterday. He's not fat. Either that or he hides it like I do. (laughs) Like, anyway.
1: Uh... I
0: can understand that violence. Yeah, well, there's also concern about uh, Free League dropping Coriolis because of Alien. Well, I say it's because of Alien. I don't know what, uh, what uh, Free League says about it. You know, Free League competes with itself. I mean, why have Alien and Coriolis, especially with the recent expansion for Alien, almost makes Coriolis unnecessary, which is sad. You know?
1: But, uh... you know i'll take that
0: yeah no i i you know it's it's, it goes to this i don't tease my garbage man i remember growing up so do you want to be a garbage man your entire life well now that i know how much garbage men make (laughs) and you know what the garbage man does something really important that we need in society i'm happy for the garbage man i respect my garbage man i respect the guy that comes over and fixes my air conditioner nothing wrong with blue collar work nothing at all we need to actually have more people encourage it. There's nothing wrong getting a degree necessarily, but people are a degree elitist. Didn't I see you once, Flady? I don't think I remember you being fat. I could be wrong. I might be thinking about somebody else. We lost 75. That's awesome. No. Hey, you lost 75. And you know, what? you're going to have setbacks, sir. You're going to have setbacks. But just keep at it. Keep trying that's all anybody should ever ask and yeah jokes might fly out there and you might feel like jokes are pointed at you just keep trying that's all any reasonable human that's all any reasonable human is going to say so all right i appreciate everybody being here i'm glad you hung out with me for all this coriolis stuff i don't have a stream that's going to lead into maybe uh the dutch adjvin is streaming right now or uh or somebody else, I am going to actually end this stream by talking about what I talked about at the beginning of the stream. So if you already heard this and you want to go, hey, well, you mean you're free to go anyway. I can't hold you here. Uh, And that is, uh, I am planning on having a pretty huge giveaway for those who actually, again, I'm blocking a lot of it, but who know my bookshelves and see all those big holes there. uh, I'm probably going to have a pretty big giveaway. I have to make sure that I really want to give those books away at some point. I'm guessing I'm going to do this in 2024 because it'll give me plenty of time to think about if I want to give those books away. But there are going to be books off my shelf that I have no interest, literally no interest in. Not only am I not going to play them, I'm not even going to reference. Like I don't use them for reference and they don't have any special place in my heart for any reason. So uh, and those include, let's see, Dungeons Dragons Fourth Edition, various Third uh, Edition books, uh, Dungeons Dragons Fifth Edition Player's Handbook, and Xanathar's. What does that say? Oh, Paranoia, the Mongoose version of Paranoia. Vason, talking about Free League games. Vason, I, I, I support Free League, but I have no intention of ever running Vason, and there's nothing in Vason that I need. Dungeon World, Godsend Agenda, Star Trek Adventures, the entire, well, most, well, my entire collection of Innomine. Star Wars D20 Revised, which I think I have five or six books. Uh, War Gods of Egyptus and A Song of F- Ice and Fire role-playing game more might be added to it something might be taken off of that i also want to thank diversity and dragons for having me on earlier this week that was really awesome i know that uh you know our circle of people there's like a venn diagram where they cross but he had some people that uh were f- introduced to me some folks who watch me were introduced to him uh we don't watch each other's channels a lot but we actually have a healthy respect for each other diversity and dragons is awesome check them out if you want don't check him out if you don't want. Same thing with me. Check me out if you want. Don't check me out if you don't want. Uh, but I want, I'm really thankful for uh, having him invite me on the show on Wednesday. That was pretty awesome of him. The big announcement was that on the 17th of September, Kevin and Sean are supposed to be here. Again, that's up in the air still because it depends on when they can announce whatever it is that they're announcing. They didn't tell me what they're announcing, but they're going to announce something new, a Kickstarter, whatever. Uh, DM James is streaming. Okay. Uh, go ahead on over to the James gang. If you want James gang is streaming, tell him I said, hello. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, So that'll be on the 17th. If you have questions, comments, and concerns for Sean Sean Owen Robertson or Kevin Simbita, put them on my discord. I will ask the questions as long as they're respectful. You can ask hard, you can ask challenging questions. They just have to be respectful. So, and I don't have to go into what the difference between RPG Digest and So that's it that's it so uh well i have a hoarder mentality as well but what's ended up happening is one i've run out of bookshelf space for things that i know are going to come on in there but two i just don't i'm getting i'm getting no benefit out of these games so i'd rather give them to somebody else look i'm keeping some games i hate i don't know if you can see it there i'm keeping fate because it does have a couple of things in the book that while I hate the company and I hate the system it does have a couple of things in the book that uh, I find interesting and referenceable. Yeah. I don't need all these OSR games. I'm probably never going to play most of them anymore now. I might play some, but between the fact that I respect the creator and uh, they help me reference for Dungeons & Dragons stuff I'm going to keep them. So, But uh, yeah, I, I have a hoarder mentality myself <laughs> when it comes to things like this. I'm also not getting rid of things like wizards. If you've ever seen the movie Ralph Bakshi's Wizards, I have a role-playing game. Even covered that game in a video. I'm never giving rid of getting rid of that. Nope, I am never getting rid of wizards. That's got sentimental value to me.
1: So, all right. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I think L.
2: Okay.
0: So, all right. With that said, let me put up the thank you on here because you guys are awesome. We're going to do the, the outro music. Uh, the video, this stream is not going to automatically send you to the James gang, but if you want to f- uh, look for DM James or as he's called now, the James gang, uh, that's a bad name for him because there's actually like a rapper or singer that comes up with that. So it's hard to find, but go check for those who know DM James, go check him out. He's streaming right now. Again, please tell him Legion of Miss sent you. I appreciate you guys all watching. I hope each and every one of you has a great week and I look forward to you on next Friday or next Sunday.